Hello, everyone, and welcome to State of the Realm. We're a Final Fantasy XIV podcast, and this week, we're actually diving into a topic that has been long delayed, and also uh, doing a bit of an interview style on the same topic. We're going to talk about some lore today. We haven't actually done a 6.1 lore show, but we don't want to just do a 6.1 lore show, so we brought on a first-time guest to make things a little bit more interesting, but we need some hosts for that. I'm one of them, Mr. Happy. Of course, joining me is Sly, who, are you the lore champion at the moment did i win for, i think you won it back right yeah i won it back i can't remember it was so long ago how you doing sly i'm doing good i'm doing real good i had lunch energized ready to go nice i haven't so jealous but i have yeah, saved. Yeah, it's right in front of you <laughs> i have right a buffalo chicken wrap right here that was just delivered <laughs> to me so i could always eat that <laughs> but i won't be rude And we have a special guest joining the show for the first time. It's been a long time request. We have Pyromancer on. Hello, hello, Pyro. How you doing, Pyro? I'm doing great, you guys. Thank you. Thanks for having me. uh, Yeah, I'm I'm doing great. A little hungry like you, but uh, energized nonetheless. And uh, (laughs) we talk about some, some lore, dude. Lore. Yeah, uh, people have been asking for a long time for us to get some more lore people on. And when you started your adventures, it was a very common, very common request. Uh, I, however, as Sly knows, uh, never, never talked to anyone. So it has taken a long time. <laughs> All our yeah. most interesting shows he puts together because I'm like, I don't want to bother them. <laughs> no, no, no. The most interesting shows we put together are the shows Happy does at the last minute. And he, he has this. He has this uncanny, you know, ability to go to someone at the last minute. Hey, you want to be on State of Rome? Sure. Done. Like, I don't know how he does it, <laughs> but I tried it. I tried my hand at it one time, and I was successful, I guess. Yeah, just got to have the good the good RNG rolls, dude. Yeah, yeah. He, he's got that luck. It's the only <laughs> luck that was involved here is Pyro came to my stream, and I put him on the spot and said, Hey, at some point, do you want to do <laughs> <laughs> Just out of curiosity, while you're here in front of everyone. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sorry. Well. About that. Sure. Sorry. No, about no, no, no. <laughs> it's fine, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm totally fine going on things with people and, uh, you know, there's, there's, uh, I'm down to chat. I don't care. That's all <laughs> this is. Dude. This is, this is a chat. There's no script for this. We just start pointing in directions and that's where the show goes. Okay. And we go until we are tired of each other. Pretty much. Cool. It's about two hours. Uh, before we get started, however, we do have some sponsors for the show. Steel Series, of course, sponsor for Stay of the Realm, sponsor for the channel. We do have a giveaway that's ending soon. It ends at the end of July. So on the YouTube video, be sure to go and check that out. Just win free stuff. Who doesn't want to win free stuff? And if you don't want to win free stuff, then just buy it. There's a discount code. That's, that's what it's always there for. We also have our sponsors over on Patreon who don't get anything special, but they just like the show. And so they support us, and we love them for it. They get our love. As Sly always says, we love you. We do love you. We do love you. Um, and then finally, HelloFresh, not officially sponsoring the show, but I might as well shout them out because I've been using them for two years. And they are sponsoring the Twitch channel until the end of the month. So exclamation mark HelloFresh. You get 16 free meals in your first seven boxes and three gifts. They didn't even pay me to say that on State of the Realm. I'm doing it anyway. Just doing it. Here you go. Here you go. Yeah, sign up or yeah. ask me questions. Yeah. Okay. Click my name, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way of doing the shout out. See, for, on the overlay, because Pyro is smart and doesn't have a Twitter, or if he does, I don't know. 
That's the point. Yeah. I do, but no one knows this. See, that's the smart thing to do. Um, so I, I modified yours and gave you a nice, a nice Twitch symbol next to your name instead. So they know exactly, exactly where it is. All right. So Pyro, we haven't done a lore show in a very long time. All right. It's, it's, our our lore expert has moved on to bigger and better things that we are used to having, and uh, we wish him the best. Probably won't be seeing him again anytime soon. Yeah. Love you, love you, Atlas. Yeah, I was going to say that's Atlas, huh? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. he's he's moved heard, on to bigger and better things. I heard so much about him, and then um, when I first started playing, and then. And then it just kind of, I never heard anything again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, but he's doing, he's doing good by himself. That's the most good. important thing above anything else. But we are not, we, we're enthusiastic about lore here on the show. We are not as diligent as an individual such as yourself or other community member, Moose, as well. <laughs> We're somewhat diligent. I mean, <laughs> sly have, stop trying to bring you know, wait, it. Wait, 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 wait. Pyro has the, the, the big ass notebook. I've seen that notebook, by the way. Holy shit. Um, I got a, I got a couple. <laughs> all those right, yeah, all those right there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> our, our, our notebook is akin to the screenshots folder in our Final Fantasy, uh, screenshots, uh, place. That's, that's our, that's our notebook. And yeah. then, of course, the encyclopedia Eorzea. Um, that's our cheat book volumes. Yeah, that's our cheat. We're, we're all <laughs> cheating. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting on volume three. One day. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe one day. Some pre alpha stuff. Yeah, that's what we're hoping for. Uh, but with that, um, for anyone who might not be familiar with you as a content creator, your history, your getting into Final Fantasy fourteen, we really want to leave the door open for you to kind of just say as much as you want about yourself and about. Final Fantasy fourteen and its lore, so we're going to keep this really open-ended. Sure. Let's start with just your history as a creator. You getting into Final Fantasy fourteen, what came before, and we'll leave the floor to you. Sure. Yeah, so, uh, so I've been doing YouTube and Twitch for probably... I've been making YouTube videos for probably close to 10 years now, and making... Which is kind of crazy to say, actually. <laughs> um, and then uh, streaming on Twitch for probably... Uh, probably like five at this point, four or five. Um, but I, I got into MMOs with RuneScape actually back in the day, man. So that was my first MMORPG and, uh, I still play it to this day. Old school RuneScape, almost max main. Uh, so if you play that game, you know, what's up? <laughs> um, but I, I kind of got, uh, you know, when they ruined the combat in that game back when it was RuneScape without any extra stuff added to it, just RuneScape. Um, I went and I started playing World of Warcraft. And that game sucked me in like a fucking, like a whirlpool, dude. And like a <laughs> fucking vortex in the middle of the ocean. It was crazy. No pun intended. No, that's a, one. no, no, I know. That's a pun. That's most assuredly <laughs> a, a, a maelstrom, so to speak. Uh, and, and that game, yeah, just kind of like enveloped me. And I, I fell in love with that game and, uh, you know, fell in love with the, the fantasy aspects of, you know, all the, the elves and dwarves and that cool stuff and, and the gods and the dragons and, there was just so much going on in, in the universe at the time when I started playing in Mists of Pandaria back when the game was still pretty dumb, pretty darn good. Uh, uh, so yeah, I, I played that for a while. I actually wasn't in a story or lore at all. You know, I was just like a younger kid who just wanted to play a warlock. So shocker that I played Black Mage. Fellow warlock, that. fellow warlock main. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, 
and uh, I made I actually started making like YouTube video guides for Warlock. So even before that, I was making guides for RuneScape that got like a hundred views or something, you know. Uh, but then I started making class guides for Warlock in uh, in WoW, and my channel got some attention. And then um, after a couple uh, some rating tiers of doing you know higher end competitive rating, like usually like top one hundred world, top thirty to fifty US. Um, I decided that I didn't really want to invest that kind of time anymore. Uh, we were rating like 25 hours a week. <laughs> so um, I decided to get into lore. And, and that's when like the story aspect of my channel like exploded. And that's when my channel really started to get attention. And um, and when I started to fall in love with more of like the f- trying to figure out what's going to happen and what's, what's coming. Uh, and then, you know, uh, WoW just kind of, WoW just kind of burnt out for me, I guess. I played that game for seven years, um, making videos on it the whole time. Uh, and it just got to a point where I just was kind of bored of playing it. And I, after I stopped mythic raiding, I just didn't really have anything to strive toward anymore. Um, that mixed with a lot of the RNG and gearing and stuff like that just made it feel like you could never really get to the end, you know? Um, which is one thing I love about final fantasy is like, I feel like I can achieve an end goal. Like, I can get best in slot and be best in slot for like months and not have to worry about it. Um, so I came to this game and, uh, after, after the whole, um, you know, legal thing came out with Blizzard, uh, and we found out about, uh, some of their terrible behaviors um, behind the scenes. Uh, I decided that I didn't want to support that anymore. And I had a kind of a, you guys might've seen it. <laughs> I had kind of a, a meltdown, so to speak, kind of a blow up on stream. It's a clip that's got over a quarter million views. Asmund Gold has reacted to it. It's got like two million views. So a lot of people have seen it, um, you know. And it was just a, it was a, a very frustrating but raw moment for me that set me the, over the edge and just kind of made me realize that maybe a lot of the reasons why the game quality was suffering was that the people working there were suffering, and I didn't want to support any of that anymore, and I just didn't want to be a part of it. So. My friends had been trying to convince me to come play Final Fantasy for months. I worked with them at the time at a retail store, and they convinced me to make a character on Diablos. So I did. I haven't played a second with any of those people uh, <laughs> that convinced me to play. Um, but since then, uh, I've just been going through the story, and I've had little hiccups here and there as far as on, on Twitch and stuff, so people might be familiar with that, but... I've put in a lot of work to uh, to overcome some of my some of my anger problems and stuff, and I'm just continuing to push forward and loving the game and trying to better myself and prove that that I I don't you know I don't want to just have my career be a string of moments where I freaked out on camera and that's what people remember you know so I want to learn from this game because it's taught me so much and uh, and I think that uh, that's kind of led me to where I am now as far as attitude and uh, vibe and just what I what I care about so that's kind of the history of of, of that uh, so far and it is and it is a storied one because uh, yeah. uh, not referring to that I had no intention of even bringing that into the fold but I I know I, I was I, I, I want to level with you a little bit we've all been there to some capacity. I have my own moments that I've had to overcome. And I think final fantasy 14 and its community has been key to that. So yeah. I, uh, I level with you on, on that to some capacity, 
you know. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, no, I appreciate you not not uh seeking to bring it up, but I feel like I feel like it's something that is it's an opportunity to address because there were pe- you know, I I saw comments from people that said things like, "Hey, you know, I I I used to watch his stream, but I can't anymore because he's just too, you know, he's too angry and it just it makes me uncomfortable." And and I I really sat on that for a little bit and really had to think about how how it was affecting other people and if I wanted that to be the persona that I have and and I definitely I obviously figured out that that's not what I want so uh so yeah yeah I have no problem addressing it and just kind of owning it it is what it is now with wow with you coming from wow wow was pretty much that was pretty much your mainstay that was pretty much your your 20 pretty much what you played I wouldn't yeah. say 24/7 but majority of the time do you, uh, coming from WoW to Final Fantasy fourteen, do you like the the pacing of fourteen compared to WoW? Do you like the fact that you can actually do other shit and you don't have to be on like you don't have to like, endlessly grind like you did on WoW? Yeah, I definitely think that towards the last few years that I played WoW, they started to introduce more of that. It was less a problem in Mists of Pandaria where you could obtain your legendary cloak and then you're good, right? Uh, and, and when they went into Legion, they introduced the Azerite system. Um, or no, no, that wasn't, sorry, what was an artifact power is what it was. And that was like the first time we started to get like Paragon grinding, like Diablo style almost, like it doesn't end. Um, and that's, that's really burned me out because I'm a very goal oriented person. And so if you can't reach the end of the fucking road, like, I don't want to go down the road necessarily. Sometimes it is about the destination when it comes to video games, at least. Um, so it was, it's nice. It's really nice to come to Final Fantasy where, like, I can get best in slot, like I was telling you guys on my Black Mage, and kind of forget about that for until the next tier if I want to, unless I want to go and do Ultimate. Um, right? So I think, I think that the pacing... And, and how much you're actually required to play is a really nice breather. However, there's a there's a, there's also a negative side to that, where sometimes you find that the things that you have available to you that you can do don't seem that enticing or interesting. And so I sometimes find myself a little bored, a little like, I don't know what to do, which is like weird to my chat because my chat then goes, well, you still have Hildebrand you can do. You still have Eureka. You still have this and this. And I'm like, guys, but there's a reason why those are all the things that are left, right? Like, there's a reason I went through all the other stuff first. Uh, so there is that too, right? Like, I think it's nice because you have that freedom, but sometimes it's also kind of not so nice because it's like, nah, I don't really know what to do now. So and then there's Joe, and then there's Joshi V who's like, you know what? You, you can go ahead and play some other shit. It'll be here. exactly. I'm gonna go play Final <laughs> Fantasy IV, honestly, because that's what I've been. That's what I've been doing. I'll play like 14 for like two, three hours until I kind of get like, meh, and then I'll go and play a different Final Fantasy. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's an important lesson. That actually was that was going to be a point that I definitely wanted to bring up. And we're gonna we're gonna stick to this kind of just general topic before we talk too much specifically about the lore. Sure. Um. You obviously came from, as he said, from, from World of Warcraft. Now, the pacing was one thing in particular, but also you – how much of an idea did you have what you were getting into when you decided to swap MMOs? Because I think for anyone swapping an MMO that you play, <laughs> regardless of reason, is uh, it's it's daunting to go from this thing you've invested years into to then something completely yeah. brand new. So when you started Final Fantasy XIV, what was, what was the thought? What was the expectation? So I've, thankfully I've already done that, right? With RuneScape to WoW. So 
I had that transition of going from click-based RNG combat, so to speak, to now I have a full layout of keys that I need to keybind. So going from, from RuneScape to WoW, I struggled with, like, learning to keybind and uh, learning to use voice chats to, like, interact with people as a team to, like, get things done because you just didn't really have to do that before. Now, coming from WoW to FF, it was it was less about learning the basics of an MMO and how you interact with people on it, but it was more about, like, how do I navigate this? How do I, like, how do I get through all... Like, what are all these menus, dude? Like, this is a lot of menus, man. I click on one of my menus at the bottom, and it opens a list with 18 different menu options. What the fuck is that? So that was that was probably the biggest transition problem that I had was... How do I navigate? Where did I find that again? Like, how, like, where? How do I use this map? You know, the the JRPG style of map is a little bit different, uh, or than than what they have in WoW. It's a little bit different to navigate. So, it was really like finding my bearings. I think that was kind of tough. Um, I think though that there were also some really good things. Like one of the first things that I I came upon was like finding out that you can dye armor. And I was like freaking the fuck out that you could die armor. <laughs> and chat's like, yeah, it's been a thing forever. And I'm like, this is insane. Like, you can't do this in a while. So there were really cool, exciting things. You know, I think you get enveloped in a new world that has a little bit of familiarity if you've played Final Fantasy before. Like, I know what a chocobo is. I know what a cactuar is. I know, I know what those things are. Um, so it was different in that aspect. I had a little bit of comfort coming over because I'd played 10. Um, but besides that, yeah, it was just really trouble, really troublesome to navigate actually getting through the, the menus in the game and stuff. We, we've been playing this game for some time. Uh, it's, it, it, it gets easier, but it never. <laughs> you never really completely master it. No, no. I, not, I feel not like nice. I still forget where I find things in my UI all the time. I'm like, where did I fucking do that again? <laughs> The little menu with like the eight things like lined up next to each other that I always like. Which one's travel? Which one's dude? I know. Social? I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> Is that the dude? How, how do I how do I turn off effects again for for everybody else? Uh, I know. <laughs> I have highlight well, potential targets on, and everyone's like, where the heck is that option? <laughs> yeah, we're always finding out new shit, even though it's not new. Like, <laughs> it's like, that's been there since Heaven's Ward. It's fucking new to me, yeah. dude. Who cares? Yeah. It's like the Bed Bath & Beyond section, except it's always the Beyond <laughs> section. That's where you find magic remotes and stuff. That's, yeah. you got to be yeah. careful. Yeah, it fits. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right, well, great. So you, you got started. It was the, the menu navigation, but... Uh, clearly you, at the very least, enjoyed it enough to get over those initial humps and, uh, you know, take some of your excitement for some of the smaller aspects and, uh, yeah. for lack of a better term, forge ahead. So, yeah. <laughs> as you're going through A Realm Reborn, this more story-driven experience, was that kind of a shock to the system? Even, I know World of Warcraft, when you joined Mist of Pandaria, was a lot more <laughs> story-driven. At the very least, yeah. they tried to be. But was well, this- then, well, it doesn't matter. They removed that whole quest line anyway, so who cares? Um, <laughs> you know, you think I'm fucking trolling. You think I'm no, trolling. No, I don't. Complete- I never think Dude. anyone's trolling when oh, they tell me they things about They completely removed the entire legendary cloak quest line, which gives you, like, a ton of insight on Anduin, Rin, and, like, Rathian, who are both going to be really important next expansion. But they literally evaporated that out of the game. It's not there anymore. I'm not surprised. Anyway. I mean, that was Cataclysm evaporated a lot of stuff, so I'm not really all that surprised. But there's when- just no reason. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I mean, it was a little bit of a shock initially, like the way that uh, characters are voiced. They're voiced a lot more in this game, although I have to say A Realm Reborn and Hellblade's <laughs> pretty much like the only good VA, so there's that. Uh, <laughs> um, but that's a long time ago, you know. Um, I'm not a I'm not a voice actor, so what do I what do I know about? What you don't you don't like Gaius? <laughs> oh my god! Such devastation! Oh, dude, this the was is, yeah. not my intention. <laughs> Such devastation! <laughs> yeah, that's great. I've never tried a cup. That's actually probably how he did it. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, anyway, no, I mean, I think that there. I mean, A Realm Reborn is definitely a lot to get through, um, even after it was cut down. Um, I do think that the Twitch community can have an effect on how you feel about that piece of that, that section of content. Um, because when you first start, you know, you, you're getting a lot of like, oh, it gets way better. It gets way better. This is the bad part of the game. Like blah, 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 blah. And that really puts a damper on how you're able to enjoy the base of the game. And I warned my chat about that several times as far as like, guys, you really got to be careful with how you're positioning expectations and stuff because you're making me feel bad about the game that I'm playing now. And I'm enjoying this, but you're telling me things that make me feel like I'm not supposed to be enjoying it, and it's fucking me up. So after we got over that hurdle, <laughs> um, it was it was good. I mean, the way that they laid out the story was nice, how they had it segmented, how they, they gave you more meaningful political drama because they're not just political figures that you never interact with and don't care about. These are polit sorry, camera. These are political figures that like you have personally interacted with and maybe at this point care about a little bit. And that's something that um, WoW does not do well at all. The political drama in WoW is fucking dog shit, and it, all, it almost always has been. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that it's completely unrelatable. A lot of it's cold, uh, just cold calculated logic, which is just not fun to deal with. So I really liked how Final Fantasy brought in a hell of a lot more um, of like the empathy to not only your friends, but maybe even the enemy that you're dealing with. Uh, and I felt like that just gave a new life to storytelling for me and a lot more freshness. And, um, even in a realm reborn, uh, I found the, the techniques used for storytelling were more effective than those used in world of Warcraft. And so. they haven't been deleted yet. For the and most they have part. not been deleted for the most part, correct. <laughs> I feel like there's, I think that, cause there are some quests that they have gone back and deleted, especially with the shortened realm reborn, but I, I can't recall if there's anything of, importance that was done or if it is just kill three this or pick up eight of that kind of stuff yeah you know if i would say like i would even say even after the cut down like even going back through it there's a there's a couple little parts i would still even take out like that i still think don't really belong um mostly like what you're saying fetch quests just and there's even quests where you get characters that are like look some people think this is funny but i don't i think it's disrespectful when you get characters that are mocking you for wasting your time, I don't think that's funny. I, I think that's really annoying. Unless it's done very well in, in the humor. When you get characters that are like, oh yeah, I'm going to go have you get this for me because, you know, for no reason, which did, which did happen. I, I can't remember exactly where that happens still. Yeah, it's really fucking annoying. I don't think that's funny, but that's also me maybe being a little bit of a hard ass. <laughs> yeah, by the time you get to Endwalker, there's no more, there's more than a handful of quests here. Like, uh, again. You literally look at the NPC and you go, really? Yeah. Me? Like, the, the, the wine quests, the Titan banquet quests, the, then there's the second, dude, don't even get me started on the sections of music that don't stop playing. Oh shit, dude. Oh shit. <laughs> Hold on, let me, let me turn my camera off and back on. It's like lagging. Yeah, no problem. Uh, the but drama yeah, turns. Yeah. 
Yeah. Evilise, Titan. Yeah, there's a handful in there. Well, Seems- look at that. That's that's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, there we go. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Okay, perfect. You swap places with them for a brief moment. Oh, I got to be you. For- okay, cool. <laughs> and he but yeah, got that's- to be you. That's kind of that's yeah that's kind of my take on that as far as there's there's definitely some some areas that were rough but um but even still even still uh, better storytelling than WoW I'd say. Now uh, I know we have uh, WoW has a lot of um you know outside uh, sources from like out like <laughs> the and, instant and laughter. Like <laughs> um, Go ahead. Fourteen, fourteen. We have. You know, the Tales from series, the Tales from the Dragon Song War, Tales from the Calamity. Have you read any of the side stories on the Lodestone? And, like, what did you think about that? Yeah, yeah I, I read all the Dragon Song War ones. I read, I think I read most of the Stormblood, if not all the Stormblood ones. And I've read um, some of, but not all the Shadowbringers ones. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that they're really good. Some of the little hints that you can get in those are are really nice as far as, like, anecdotal information. Uh Things that just, it's cool to know about this person, that that's maybe where their mind was going into the situation. One that comes to mind is the one, the ones about Elidibus, uh, and, and Hades. Um, I think those two are two of the better ones that really speak, uh, from the perspective of the character in a way that goes, okay, like, this is giving me more perspective of what this society was like before what we're seeing now and giving me a little bit more information there. And I really, I think that that's really nice. Um, I, I would say, so WoW has that type of thing as well. WoW has short stories as well. They're not clustered per expansion quite like they are in this game, though, so organizationally they're harder to navigate, and there's and I think that there's more of them. Um, but but then you know as well that there's a lot of other stuff with WoW. Uh, but as far as the short stories go, I really like them, and I, I look forward to finishing them, but it's something that I take in, in segments. Otherwise, it just kind of gets boring. Man, I remember... I think it's uh, so bad with expansion names for uh, for WoW because there's so many of them at this point. Um, which which book was what was what was what came after Mists of Pandaria expansion wise? What was it? When? Uh, Chronicle Volume One. Yeah, the one where they explain the whole start of the expansion that from the trailer mm-hmm. that they yeah I remember that I read that one. Yeah. It was. Chron- the- Go ahead, sorry. No, I was just going to say, that one, it was pretty good, but it was pretty upsetting to know that the entire way an expansion got started after Mists was uh, through <laughs> through the war crimes thing with Anduin and uh, and Garrosh. Uh, yeah, that that all happening in a book is just really stupid. Um, yeah, that, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the Chronicle books are good. Uh, they are and they aren't. I, I, th- I think, if I'm remembering correctly, I think Volume 1 came out in MOP. Um, that might have been Volume 2, but I think Volume 2 was Warlords of Draenor, and then I think Battle for Azeroth is Volume 3. Um, that sounds right. Uh, they're good, but one thing about those books is that unlike the Encyclopedia Eorzea books, which are certainly the closest comparison, um, those books... The encyclopedia books are written um, as an encyclopedia, right? And they make it very clear when what you're reading is like, oh, based on tales and myths and legends, or based on Charlayan scholars, or based on students of Baldessian, right? They're always telling you where it's coming from. Uh, Chronicle did not do that. So Chronicle told you a story, less encyclopedic, but more in, in the form of a story, and didn't tell you where the sources, where it was being sourced from. So it came down to folks like me to, to, to look. I was looking at Chronicle and going, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. The way that they word this is, is kind of weird. 
and I start picking apart the book and, and relating it to the game. And I'm like, wait a second. Like, it almost seems like what's in the game is actually the direct opposite of what they say in the book. Like, that's kind of confusing. There's a lot of underlying things. I, why am I holding this pen? Hidden in this, in this book. And at BlizzCon, they, they got on stage and, and, and admitted finally after a question that, um, that the book is 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 written from the perspective of the Titans and those who serve the Titans, and but there's many other perspectives too. So they kind of gave us this fucking cop out answer of like, basically the book's not that concrete, and because it's written in such a way that leaves it open to interpretation, we can pretty much make whatever we want out of it. And I I kind of hated that because I felt I, I I liked that the that I felt like the book was open to interpretation. There was secrets to be found in it. But I hated that they took that and were like, yeah, we can basically just do whatever we want now. Um, and it made it feel like the book didn't really have much value anymore. You started to feel like, well, I'm reading these words down on paper, reading these words that are written down on paper, and then they turn out to not be true. And it just feels uh, almost like invalidating and almost just kind of like frustrating, like you've been slighted to an extent. Because all of a sudden they bring in the, the this other level of gods that have never been mentioned. They've never been introduced when they have all the playing cards and all the chess pieces right in front of them to make a compelling story, they try to introduce newer, bigger batter for no fucking reason. Uh, so yeah, I'll stop rambling. Otherwise I'll, I'll go forever. <laughs> hey, I mean, this, this show is, is on your back. So, you know, I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> and besides, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer when someone's passionate about something, it's, it can sometimes just be enthralling to listen. So I'm never sure when, when you're ending, yeah. but I'm just like, <laughs> sure. yeah. yeah. Thanks. I appreciate the, the, the freedom. <laughs> the freedom. Yeah, like this. This, it, this show just. There's a reason we don't have a script for it. There's no point. We're not gonna follow it anyway. I've so, been on shows with real tight scripts, and it's like it was. It was awkward. It was awkward. I, I, and one I, time, I, the, the host messaged me and was like, "Hurry up!" Like, <laughs> I'll just tell you to hurry up if we need to. Like, so, when is your fucking podcast over? All right, when I leave. Oh. <laughs> There. Anyway. <laughs> that's pretty much, that's pretty much how this, how this one is. Yeah. I just want you to be relaxed. Yeah. Besides, we get, we have a lot more fun when we're relaxed. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Sly. Yeah. Sly. I'm thinking about it, bro. I know it's early, do but it. I'm like, I'm thinking just, about it. <laughs> if you want, like, if you want, I will make one with you. I'm just little, do it. I'm like a little nervous. I would, I'd do one. I'd, I, I could do one. Sly's yeah, getting, look, right. he's getting ready to stand take, up. Hey, can we take, can we take a minute? Like, yeah, I'll can you take a minute? Up. Yeah. I told you, it's, <laughs> yeah, this is a chill show. Sly, are you gonna, are you gonna treat yourself? I could make a Hemingway. <laughs> Sly's a good influence. I'll just be, I'll just be simple and add vodka. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm gonna have a coffee. I'm gonna stick to my coffee for now. There we go. See? I'll just add some southern comfort to this, uh, to this Arnold Palmer. Yeah. So, uh, man, I haven't had SoCo in ages. I used to, I, mean, I used I to drink a lot of SoCo. So it'll just spice this up. There you go. Truck at noon. Let's go. <laughs> this is what I mean. This, this is why, this is why it's good that the show this doesn't is, have. We're relaxed. Yeah. We are so relaxed on this show. It's better that way. Well, I mean, sometimes it's not, but <laughs> right now it is. <laughs> He's going to go treat himself to something real nice. A little whiskey never hurts. Okay. There you go. State oh, of the yeah, Realm is relaxed. Yeah, that's the State of the State of the Realm right now is desperately waiting a month for the content to come out. That's that's the reality <laughs> of it. 
Mm-hmm. It's not even that desperate. There's a lot going on right now, but you know, get getting there. I suppose is the way to yeah. put it. There you go. Mm. Y'all, listen. I ain't putting any anything in this coffee. This is staying a regular coffee. You ain't got no Irish cream. No Irish cream. No, it's not. It's not not going to be an Irish coffee. In fact, I'm actually out of coffee. There's like like a drip in there at the very most. Mm. And you got to wait to eat that wrap? I don't have to. Oh, I did listen. I don't care. Well, I would go ahead and eat it, dude. Just eat. Like, you <laughs> no. need some food. I had some, I had some, uh, some chicken tenders that were ready to fry. All right, Omega. Yeah, they were good. They were good. They were good? Oh, I thought you, oh, you had them already. Okay. Yeah, there. Yeah, I got my bean water. Yeah, he's got his. He put some Soko in his, in his Arnold Palmer. Oh, nice. So. I got a, I got a, well, it's Hornitos, uh, tequila, platinum, and, uh, mm. some kind of rum mixer, but it smells tropical, so I figured it might taste like a margarita. Hey. That's where we're at. I've got half a cup of black that. coffee. A little strong. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I had a feeling. Anyway. It is platinum tequila after all. Tequila at noon's extra risky. Well, and a rum mixer too. Wow. <laughs> well, it's just a, it's meant to go with rum. It's not a. Yeah, it's not, it's not booze. It's not booze. No. Okay. That's fine. All right. Well, now that we are a hundred percent assuredly relaxed. Yeah. Um, you came out yeah, of a realm. Re- everyone told you that you weren't supposed to like a realm reborn. Um, yeah, it felt that way. It's still, no, no, you're right. People say it all the time. And it's, to be fair, though, a lot of people who start the game who aren't really into the story kind of still, you know, they, 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 they agree. Just, I think that's where it largely comes I, from. I still agree, even though it sucked initially. And it's also, dude, they've made a lot of improvements, though. Yeah. Have you, have, uh, both of you played through the fixed dungeons, the, the new ones or anything? You should go back. Not all of them. Yes. I've done, I've done like four of them, but not all of them. You should go back and do them, especially the, the very yeah. end on New Game Plus, the, uh, the final stretch of, uh, of the game, level 49 through 50. There's some, uh, with the, with the hindsight of Endwalker and even Shadowbringers, I'd say, uh, some of the, the changes there are very welcome. I'll yeah. say. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And I think uh, one thing that I think is actually really cool about the changes is, in a certain way, they kind of bring attention back to things that are going to be relevant again. Uh, and you, you might see uh, uh, the name Sabik floating around. Uh, and I think that it's a very, I mean, I heard it first from my friend, from my mod, Alec, one of my friends, um, that the heart of Sabik, which was inside of the Ultima weapon, is probably going to be something that we come across in Pandemonium. Yeah. Um, so it's really cool. I think that they're kind of like redoing the old stuff because even as uh, players that have been playing for a bit now, we can go back and that it brings our attention back to that and makes us go, oh, wait a second. What was that inside of the Ultima weapon? Those kinds of things. So, yeah. Yeah, we've been wondering about the Heart of Sabiq for a very long time. Um, also yeah. mixed with the Evolution lore, there's, of course, the speculation it has something to do with the Ultima that we deal with there, especially given its uh, affinity for absorbing uh, mm-hmm. the other the other beings, you know, we see Belias and everything. So there's a lot of little bits. I mean, that's, that's kind of been always been the strength as I'm stringing it about. And even with a retcon here or there, it doesn't feel anything yeah. too extreme. At least I don't think it does. Um, but when you got to Heaven's Ward, <laughs> that must have been, you must have, I yeah. think, I think when you got to Heaven's Ward, did you understand what people mm-hmm. meant by a realm reborn is not the good part? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, like, as soon as you step into the first building and you're speaking with like Alphano, 
and you get his first voice cutscene, it's like, okay. <laughs> like, okay, this, this is way better than it was, uh, yesterday when I was playing Around Reborn. And, uh, I think that, like, the music, the storytelling, the way they get you attached to characters, we all know who, uh, it really was, it, it was, it was like night and day. A Realm Reborn and Heaven's Ward really are like night and day, in my opinion. Which is crazy to say, considering I still think A Realm Reborn is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I've played, I've really played through A Realm Reborn, I like it. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd volunteer to play back through it again. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's it's funny because I've been like, oh, eventually I want to do another fresh MSQ playthrough after it's been so long that I've forgotten things and I can't really remember how the emotions felt necessarily. I want to play back through it again. And I, I just sit there finding myself like, what do I want to play a Realm Reborn? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. But I think I will. It's not that bad. No, it's not that bad. It's not. Especially after the reworks. And then you can fly now? We weren't able to fly when we did it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? You sound like a classic WoW player. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> back in my day. That's what you sound back like. Hey, I'm just back day. in my day. And I'm saying it's better now. I have no fucking mountain shit. <laughs> we walked everywhere and we fucking liked it. Uphill both ways in the snow with a boner. That's a Walter reference. That's a Jeff Dunham reference. <laughs> mm-hmm. I get that. Mm-hmm. I picked that up. Me. I was going to go that way. I was like, if he doesn't say with a boner, I'm going to say with a boner. With a boner. I love it, dude. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the one I haven't heard in a while. Actually, that's not true. I think I said it last week. That's nah, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. So moving on through Heaven's Ward, you get this drastically different style of storytelling. And then a bit of a contentious point in Final Fantasy XIV's story history, Stormblood. It is contentious. People are up and down about whether they like it or not. Yeah. I, I got some strong opinions on it. Yeah, I uh, see. I'm I'm a big okay. Stormblood fan. Me too. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I get I get not liking Lise, but um, you know, that's a, take a little hard on it. I get it. Uh, I was really hard on Lise initially, and I think that there's just something exceptionally jarring about having two of the scions that you feel like in the, in my case anyway that you related to or connected with the least. No pun intended. Having one of them, basically, in a way, it felt like having their identity crushed in front of me. And it felt like, I don't really know who you are. Because even though it was benevolent, your deception has made me not really trust you. And it made me just not really like her. And then she kind of had some comments. She just made, I felt like she just made, like, dumb comments. Like, just, like, in times where it's like, just be quiet, please. She's just... She's trying to she's trying to make something of it. But as the game progressed, I found an appreciation in that because I think that it's good to just have someone who just has that that pureness of heart and just is striving towards the good outcome regardless of whether or not they know exactly how they're going to get there. Lise doesn't always have the path. She doesn't always have the tactic, but she has the will to keep going. And I think that sometimes that's all you need, especially in, in a game like this. I mean, at the very end of this game teaches us that, if, if nothing else. And having the friends alongside you is so important. I thought that she had relatively convincing growth 
You know, the way that she ended as like a commander, I thought was pretty cool. Uh, but initially, man, I couldn't, I could not stand her. And if you go back to the streams, you'll, you'll know. I mean, I make comments about her all the time. Uh, but that, it, it took a while to change. And it certainly was one of the hardest, one of the hardest character arcs to be convinced of, I guess. But, but I have found an appreciation for it, even though it's not one of my favorites. Were you more attached to Ida or Lise after her? Lise after, her, for sure. Okay, okay. Yeah, for sure. I thought Ida was, to be honest, I found I, I sort of found Ida similar to how Lise was initially, which I guess is like consistent at least. I, I thought she was, it's kind of annoying. <laughs> this kind of, she was like that character that didn't ever really know anything, but could punch really hard. <laughs> And needed kind of like almost the trope of like having someone needs to explain everything to her in all the situations, almost like a Riku from Final Fantasy X. She was just kind of ditzy and didn't really know what was going on. Uh, but, but I felt like that changed. I felt like that changed. Yeah. There's, um, there's a, see, they do explain it. There's this big problem where they do absolutely explain why she's like that, but that doesn't necessarily make it any better. Right. <laughs> Cause like, it's like, it's still annoying though. Yeah. Cause the whole point is that she's pretending to be her sister who did know all these things and she's absolutely doesn't know anything. So she, yeah. she there's, so she looks that way and that's right. all by design, but it's still like, it's okay. doesn't make it a good character though. <laughs> Necessarily. Yeah. I think, I think the, yeah, I don't know. She, I, I felt like I, like I kind of, like I said earlier, I felt like, I w- certainly wasn't as connected to Papalimo and Ida before, like, throughout A Realm Reborn. And, and even in going towards, uh, like, losing um, Papalimo uh, and everything that happened in Heaven's Warden, I still, it was, like, kind of sad, but I was more sad about the situation between, uh, I guess, the two of them than losing Papalimo, if that makes sense. I feel like I was more feeling uh, Lisa's pain rather than feeling my own Uh in that, in that specific instance. That's fair. Um, I don't think it's just Lise that is a bit contentious with Stormblood, though. Um, a bit, a bit, a bit more of a lingering factor after Stormblood was done was Xenos. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> everyone was not really sure how to feel about him for quite some time, uh, just constantly in the background of everything. Yeah, I... I developed a feeling on Xenos pretty early. Xenos scared the shit out of me, dude. Like, Xenos was was the first character that made me go, like, we might have fucking picked the wrong fight here. Like, this this <laughs> guy is sick. And he scared the shit out of me. And and on the stream, it was evident. Anytime he'd come on, like, my body language would shift. Like, I wasn't I wasn't comfortable because who he was so unpredictable and just twisted. Uh and I really like Xenos. I do, I do. I really like Xenos. And I I, I, I thought it was kind of edgy and kind of goofy, the end, I guess, of Stormblood with the Shinryu situation and how his 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 being on the brink of death is what made him appreciate the moment of life or whatever. Uh, you know, I think regardless of those situations, which were a little creepy, I think uh, he ended up being in the end, like having him showing up, dude, that was fucking crazy. I look up and I see this big dragon and I'm like, 
oh my god like, as soon as i had the realization of who that was in front of me i was like i just it was it was insane i really really liked xenos personally as a character he's one of my he's actually one of my favorites I'm a big fan too. I don't remember Sly if you're if you're a Xenos fan or not. I think you were always kind of neutral. You're like he's there, yeah, he's there. He he exists. Like um, I I like him. I, I kind of grew more attached to him in the end, rather yes. than during all during all the uh, Alamegan stuff and Doma stuff. Um, where he was just you know just he he was just he was just a foil. He was just you know there to mess with us and. There to fuck with people. Oh, I then, did forget that. I forgot that. Yeah. That he then, wasn't there like, to actually do it. Sorry. I'm sorry. Please. No, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> uh, in the end, like, he, he was our, he was our joker. He was our, he, he was our friend. He was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, in the end, like, he, he actually meant more than what he's ever meant. Yeah. I, I think I would agree with that, regardless of whether or not you like him as a character. I think towards the end, the actual significance of him was obviously cert- much higher. Um, he kind of served as our, uh, well, I haven't finished four yet, but he, I think he's serving as like, you know, he served as our Golbez. So I'm not going to comment. Crazy boy who took us to the moon. <laughs> no, I'm not going to comment. Oh, oh, I know I'm going there, but it's in, <clears throat> in the, it's in the fucking Dude, I'm not going to talk about Golbez. I, well, yeah, let me, go. let me rephrase. We're gonna have to talk about yeah, Golbez. We're gonna talk about bit, Golbez. But I'm not gonna comment about Final Fantasy Four, so you can just see how yeah, it plays d- out. Yeah, my my thing right now, I think he's my father, but I don't know. <laughs> His father. I am. I your think fa- he could be Is my it just? It's just because you just want him. It's just you want you want to hear him say it. Well, no, I think like he let me live that one time, and then we did have that reflection where that thing called us their son, but we couldn't identify who it was or what they were doing, and like. I don't know. Maybe Golbez could have been like a savant before and like was corrupted and or something. Maybe that's why I'm, I was destined to become a paladin or some shit. I don't fucking know. <laughs> You'll find out. Are you playing it after State out. of the Realm today? Uh, actually, yeah, I probably will play some FF4 today. Yeah, I go. think we might Maybe. go to the moon today. It just depends. I still, I think, Ooh. I just fought the the fire uh the fire fiend Rubicante. Rubicante, dude. The fiends are so cool. Yeah, and as far as the trial series goes, well, I think yeah, we kind of might know what that's going to be. Yeah. Uh, I have a theory about that. We'll see. Though. I would love to hear it. Well, Sorry, we'll, we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk or, about uh, it in a little bit. No, no, no. It's, here's the thing. My theory about it, I can't explain to you in full without spoiling four. So I can't play four. Yeah. So you, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm going to explain. I will say it to you, but I will not explain why. But we'll cover that in a little bit when we get to the okay. more recent stuff. Um, okay. So it's yeah, Stormblood. Uh, I always like to credit Stormblood for what I think starts the end of Final Fantasy fourteen for me. Heaven's Word felt to me like the story that was just the logical next point after Realm Reborn, whereas Stormblood feels like the start of Shadowbringers and Endwalker. I don't know if you have any sort of similar. I can agree with that, especially with how they start to bring in Xenos and Emmett Selk and and all that, like the way that they start playing with Varys and. In the Empire as a whole, absolutely. Like you can tell that it's absolutely like the setup for for Shadowbringers. I I would agree. And and Heavensward did definitely feel like the just like to follow a Realm Reborn. Like what can we make that's fucking awesome? Dragons and dragoons. Like come on, man. Everyone loves that shit. Castles and all that. You know, we love that shit. Sly, uh, yeah, like yeah, dragoons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, say it. You play a dragoon? It's a pig's ass pork. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> 
All right. <laughs> I, I respect that. Yeah, Dragoon's fun. It was actually my, my first, my second max level job after Black Mage, I think. It was Dragoon. It's a lot of fun. Hmm. They're gonna, aren't they gonna rework it or they're supposed to or something eventually? 7.0. 7.0? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Sly, it'll be fine. Maybe I'll have a pet wyvern. That'd be sick. That's no! a fu- <laughs> no. So there's a reason for that because that's a Final Fantasy 11 rep. That's what all the Final Fantasy 11 they people keep always to say. Put Final Fantasy 11 and 14 leave. There are two separate games. Go play yeah. 11 if you want to fucking play 11. My God, so many people want me to play 11. Fine, I'll eventually get to 11. You'll never. Don't you bullshit <laughs> me, Sly. I'm not gonna say I'd ever play 11. I don't think I ever will touch it. I have a thing for it. If somebody does it, I'll play, I'll play 11 if somebody does it. There's a thing. What, what's the thing, Sly? Why don't you tell everyone the nope. thing? Like nope. a plan? Tell, like a, like an Sly, idea tell the nope. chat, tell me nope. what the thing is. Nope. Chat, betray him. Nope. Tell nope. me. Mm-mm. Chat, you nope. will tell me what the thing is, right? I don't even you want him to play it. I don't even actually want him to play it, but. I don't even say shit. Y'all will not say shit. stream to find out. Alright, hey, oh, hey, there it is, hey! <laughs> that's, that's a businessman right there. That's a smart man. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I agree, it definitely, it definitely kinda led into the, tr- the tr- trilogy, I guess, so to speak, that is the end. Oh. Uh, but then that takes us into, and I think one of the big things that gets Stormblood, uh, more heavily criticized is that it is sandwiched between Heaven's Ward and, of course, uh, the big topping that is Shadowbringers. If, 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 if it's all a sandwich and Endwalker's a piece of bread and a Realm Reborn's a piece of bread, Heaven's Ward is like, it's like a layer of meat, like a nice delicious meat. Stormblood's like, for most people, is like the lettuce and the tomato, right? And then yeah. Shadowbringers is like the sauce. It's just, just, it covers everything. And it's, it's, yeah, I'm just trying to eat all of it. Yeah. And then it's just, it, it just, it, it completes everything. And then N Walker is a nice, like the sandwich is in front of you. Just fucking eat, my man. He's really fucking hungry if you didn't tell. This food. His stomach's like gurgling. His stream's like, what the fuck is that noise right there? Did you guys hear that? That's no, I'm just sipping on coffee. It's if fine. you need to, dude, just send no, it. No, it's fine. Just do it. Just go ahead. I got some dried ass ca- wedding carrot cake right here in front of me. I'm not eating that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not eating that. Yeah, so Shadowbringers is the sauce. That's oh, that's okay. what it is. You got the juice? That's, good, that's some good sauce. I always have you know the juice. You know the difference between juice and sauce, bro? I always have the juice. The juice is like, you know, you can get the juice quick, smooth, like get a rehydration, get it going. Sauce, though? Sauce is something special, dude. You can't re- you can't just recreate the sauce. Sauce is different. Yeah. And Shadowbringers is the fucking sauce, dude. <laughs> and so, honestly, in my opinion, so is Endwalker. I think Endwalker is am- amazing as well. Hey, the top—you can't have a sandwich without the top piece of bread. I don't know where this I guess is going. That's anymore. true. Well, what is it if you <laughs> take the top? Hungry. What is? Yeah, he's still it's an open yeah. face sandwich in that eat, case. Yo, Tina, eat the food. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shadowbringers. Okay. Shadowbringers. Shadowbringers was a fucking roller coaster, man. Like that, that oh expansion. Like as soon as I got to the Katana Ravel and I saw that shit on the wall, I started losing my mind. And so was the chat because I was like, "Those are definitely Asians. Those are like Alagons." And the chat's just Pepe laughing in the chat because I'm like thinking that the uh, the followers of Hydaelyn were the Alagons, and. uh and I just fucking rode on that for so long, and then it started to deteriorate. I was like, maybe it wasn't the Alligans then. 
no, maybe it wasn't them. Maybe it wasn't them. And then Emmett Selk's like, yeah, I made them. And I was like, oh my fucking God. <laughs> like my mind shattered. And I'm like, what is, what is happening? I'm like, the Assians are like, the Alligans are Assians. The Garleans are Assians. Everybody's Assians. Like, what do we do? <laughs> and I, I just, uh, Her- I, I got so lost in all that. Power, let me ask you, where's your, your Charlie Day, like, red thread wall? I don't see it behind you. Is it somewhere else in the house? Is, you know, I got it, room uh... for it. I got room for it, but I don't have one. People said oh, I, sh- I should get one. They say I should do it. I'm thinking about maybe I should just fucking do it. I'm thinking about changing the office up. I don't know if I like the shelf right here and this, the space right here, so might be some stuff. So we instead you'll have a whiteboard with, with crackpot theories on <laughs> I got, it. That's... I got some room. Maybe like... <laughs> I don't know, right there. <laughs> something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some crackpot theories, like a picture of Heidelin's ass or something. Like, <laughs> you mean how to get the, the mommy crystal booty? I don't know. Someone tell me. I'm trying to figure oh, it out. Oh, God. So anyway, is all sorry. of Twitter, according to my trendings. Well, hey, you know, they know mm-hmm. what's up. They know what's up. <laughs> so does Sly. You don't get Sly started. He's he's still trying to find a Garuda bust for his wall. Yo. <laughs> Go to Etsy, bro. You might be able to find some crazy shit or someone that would make one. I'm I'm content with a pin. Okay, thank you, thank you, Clink Horse. I'm just content with my daddy Selk right there. And you, yeah. I don't know if you noticed, but the camera chooses him all the time. The it's a good decision. Like... Yeah, there it is. Yeah. It knows. Oh, it's like, hold on, just get out. Let's. All right. <laughs> that was that was a really convincing. I like that. Uh. But yeah, Shadowbringers is, I, even after Endwalker come out, has come out, um, a lot, Shadowbringers ends up being the favorite amongst most, most assuredly because of your boy right behind you. But there's so many elements to Shadowbringers that really kind of undo everything before. It is, it's, it's the ultimate way of saying you were wrong or you didn't know everything all along without making you feel like you were an idiot the entire right. time. Yeah, I think they, when they, when they start to actually explain how the rejoinings and everything like that fully works and you start to get an, Get your, I mean, when they obviously when they expose the cosmology is is the the biggest thing, um, and how the elements actually work, and how light and darkness actually function is like the biggest revelation. One that I wanted so bad from from World of Warcraft. I wanted so bad to to learn about the truth of light and darkness and how how they affected time and space and fate in those types of things, and uh, and to get. <laughs> to get that in Final Fantasy was so satisfying, I guess is the best word that I can say. Um, so satisfying to, to get the big revelation moment of like, holy shit, there it is. That's the, that's the big thing we didn't know. Uh, because that, that, it always felt like it was right around the corner in World of Warcraft, but we just never, we just never quite got there, uh, as far as having those kinds of moments. Um, so, yeah, that was extremely exciting for me, and one that that I took particular interest in, and tried to understand because even with the game trying to explain it to you, it's still kind of uh, difficult to piece together. Like, what's the difference between like being a warrior of light and like what's the blessing of light, and what are the like what is the echo? Like, how are those different, or how are they the same? Um, and so I I do still wish maybe I could have paid a little more tension or something maybe that's maybe this is on me but i wish the game broke that down a little bit better for you still in shadowbringers but i think that they still gave it to you in a way that by the end like you you know what's going on even if you don't figure it out in the early stages and understand exactly what they're saying by the end they've broken it down to an extent of like 
yeah, we're basically crashing worlds and other worlds with calamitous events. Like, good luck, motherfuckers. <laughs> like, uh, because we're trying to b- bring back the past, you know, and, and like, I think that, uh, and I'll, after this, I'll, I'll, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it as well. Like, I, I think that, uh, the way that they tie in Emmett just seeking restoration of something that he, he truly just dearly loves and dearly misses and, He's so warped and he's tempered and he, but he's so warped over, over this incredible amount of time, these thousands and thousands of years that he, he's kind of lost himself and, but he still has this little tiny glimmer, this little piece, this tiny minuscule fraction of him that's saying, maybe there's a chance, maybe there's a chance. And the fact that he, that he finds that in us and, you have that moment towards the end where like you, you realize how similar you really are and how much, how the pain has warped who, how you see things and the empathy that they're, that they're able to build with him as a character is, is stunning. Ishikawa is a fucking giga, gigakawa legend. Like it's, it was one of, dude, it's, it's, it's just one of the, one of the best, it's, he's probably gotta be just, he might just be like the best villain of any game I've ever played. And because it's a villain that hurts to see go, because you can, you just understand, or you think anyway that you understand the pain that they went through. And, and that's why, and it doesn't excuse what they've done, because they did kind of genocide a couple planets and all that. Then, you know, little, little things here and there, but, um, it makes you understand like, how emotion, especially people that didn't fully understand how to handle those emotions, as Hermes shows us, uh, how it can destroy them, how it can destroy them, and how they need support, they need others, they need help, and and the Astians worked in a way that did not benefit them. <laughs> so, yeah, Emmett, and <clears throat> I'd say that the uh, a large majority of the Astians in general, they they struggle with. They struggle with emotion. It's like the one thing they kind of never get. And it's, it's, it's why Dynamis, you know, it, it, they, they literally can't understand emotion. <laughs> it's a classical the, god trope. Like they, they, don't, yeah. they don't get it. Yeah. And so the constant struggle from, you know, the, the whole, the whole summoning of Zodiac is kind of built on those principles and it just forces them to kind of carry them through. But yeah. Emmett seems like he wants to understand it at the very least at most points. He yeah. just, he only feels it for the world that he had before, but we're not having the world is kind of what teaches him that and forces yeah. you down that journey. Whereas you have had that the entire time you've been playing and you've never, like you have a, you know, heavens where you go in and you know, you've only got a couple of allies left and that's kind of the closest that ever comes at any point. Right. So, uh, it's, uh, there's so it's just it's such a it's such a complex thing to think about with Emmett. And that's why <laughs> it's so compelling because it it ends up just not being about him. It ends up being about him. It ends up being about Hithlidaeus, who uh, even just his the shade of him in Shadowbringers before even getting to Endwalker is compelling because he shows you that Emmett has that degree of compassion. How much he leaves Hithlidaeus intact in the uh, in the fake Emerot. So. And I don't, and I think it's it's nice that N Walker has a wonderful way of reflecting on that because I think in the moment you obviously you don't really understand you 
you see this echo of this person, but you don't really know who they are to you or who they were to Emmett. And I think that I really loved how they built upon, like, uh, I can't remember who it was that says it. It's probably a litibus, but someone that says that Emmett was ever a slave to sentiment. I might have even, I can't remember who that was, but, um, you know, it's true. <laughs> it's, it's true. Uh, and, and getting to see, like, I guess getting to see his, his own journey and, like, coming to acceptance, I guess, was instrumental, I guess, in, in accepting what might happen to us at the, at the end of it all. Like, and I started to kind of say that to my chat was like, we might be fighting, we might be fighting for a day that we don't get to see. And that's going to hurt if that is how it ends. But Emmett's kind of showing me that like, sometimes like not in, not in how he fought, but sometimes keeping your will and, and fighting on is just the only thing that you can do. And you just have to trust that in the end that it's going to work out. Uh, and thanks to people like Vanah, it did. So. But what about you, Sly? You Emmett simping over here? What's going on? You with us on that? I did a little. I did a little. Uh, I did, well, at the end of, at the end of, uh, Shadowbringers, I, I kind of felt it there. And then once we went through Elpis, I felt it even more. <laughs> it just, it just um, builds. They're so good at building. It, it, it just, it just built so, it built like heavy in Elpis. But as we were going on that journey with Emmett, I mean, he, he was a part of the crew. He was like, he was like the, the Heavensward crew. He was like, he was kind of like, he was there. He was, he was our boy, but he wasn't our boy. He was kind of fucked up in the head, but we, we all knew what we had to do in the end anyway. So we knew like in the end we were going to come to blows. But at the same time, it's like, I, he was, he was a part of us. Um, as far as like, you know, I would say shared history and whatnot. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I definitely, definitely kind of felt it more so in, in Walker than I did in Shadowbreakers. I, I really like what you say about a shared history because I think once you realize like what you are, mm-hmm. um, you, like it really starts to sink in as far as like this didn't happen. Like this happened to me. I'm, I'm literally part of, I'm the result of, of the action. And I think you start to develop like that sense of like, I maybe like, I did know you, like we, we knew each other like this, this was and the characters are so, they're so well voiced now in the game. And they're, and they're so, they're so, uh, animated that you like, they're, they're very much like, uh, you know, not quite like real people, but, but, you know, as close as you can get in video game storytelling, I would say. And they have their mannerisms and they have their, you know, their things that they do. And I think, uh, you start to get connected with them. And, and one thing that this game does, <laughs> one thing that this game does really well is that they connect you with characters, but for, sorry, my, I'm like idle camming right now. Uh, <laughs> my stuff's disconnected. Um, they connect you uh, with characters throughout multiple expansions. And they don't just like, oh, Astinian's cool for Heavensward because he was a dragoon. And then he's gone. Like, no, Astinian's still with us. Like, he's still a badass. He still has techniques and skills and things. 
And, and something that WoW didn't take advantage of was that very, that very thing of like, oh, we only use you just because you're good here. And then we just kind of forget about you. And, uh, so I think you get a lot more attached to characters in this game because of that. They're with you for so long by the end. Alpha No and Alice say, I was just a wreck when I lost them. Like, it, it's just, it's a fucking, it's just a wreck. So, uh, there's a reason for that. Even if you know deep down, they're like, they're going to come back in five minutes, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I'm fucking, I'm a Zem, and it doesn't end like this. <laughs> There's no shot, but, you know, and it's Final Fantasy. But Yeah. yeah. No, bo- no body. <laughs> Other than those Xenos teaches us body still doesn't mean. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. yeah still they- like, He's coming back, right? Oh God, yeah. That's I wasn't even. Refer- I was thinking more in Stormblood when he cut his own neck, but yeah, no, we oh, still yeah, have. That was kind of intense. Yeah, that's yeah, that's mm. that's certainly a way of, of describing that. Uh, bare minimum, but yeah, no. Also now, even nowadays, you know, we're looking forward to to six point two and on. There's uh, there's a lot of talk of that, but I mean, that's that's kind of thing. You almost can't talk about Shadowbringers without kind of just looping in Endwalker because Endwalker is the logical conclusion. Well, not the logical conclusion, but it's the, the factual, like, conclusion yeah, to the okay, events. Right, yeah. Well, I mean, it is. It's, it's not, it's not even about being logical. It's just, it's been factually told it is, you know? Just, yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> so yeah. there's, there's almost no taking anything in Shadowbringers in a vacuum at all. No. Uh, whereas in Heaven's Word and Stormblood, you kind of have to think back. You know, Shadowbringers is very recent memory by the time you get into Endwalker. So, uh, mm. every event that took place there becomes far more central to the core theme of Endwalker. True. Mm. And, uh, but that doesn't mean that Endwalker kind of rests on its laurels. It really does dive back into every single thing that it possibly can, literally towards the very end when every side quest you have or haven't done is present inside of one cutscene. I don't know how many variations on that cutscene there are, but there are, a yeah. lot of them. I was uh, when people were telling me how many people were missing from it after uh, the amount of content that I had done. I was I was shocked. I was like, really? Like really? I missed that many? They're like, dude, there's crafting stuff. Like there's side quests you didn't do. Like you, you have no idea. There's so many missing, and I'm like, that's that's amazing. Like <laughs> I kind of feel like I'm missing out, mm-hmm. but like I didn't do it. It wouldn't make sense. So I like that they weren't just there for no reason. Yeah. By the way, are you a crafter? I have not even leveled one crafter. Not one single one. Not a single... You know, that, I, but people are asking me to all the time, so I, I want to. I'm sure I'm probably going to do fishing first, because everyone says it's addicting and really fun. Don't talk to me about fishing. It, it is. It is. What's, what's your favorite crafter? Can you tell me? Because everyone doesn't have an opinion. In, in terms of, like, story, all of them. Like, all of them, all the crafters have, like, really good... Um, they have good stories? Good stories. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in Inwalker, like when when um I was doing like the studium quest and they were talking about like the new world and barbecue. I'm like, wait, what? Like like the new world has a fucking barbecue? Are you fucking serious? Mm-hmm. Like we're, we're we're gonna get some fucking we're gonna get some brisket in the new world? Or not some wigs, but some ribs. <laughs> like in, yeah. in the fact that we're going like it, it, like I really think in my heart of hearts, we're going to the new world soon. Soon in our journey, um, new continent would make sense yeah, soon. Yeah, um, but yeah, like other than that, the um, the Aetherology, uh story is really good, oh, and, yeah. and like the star, the uh, I forget like Astro- what it was called. Um, 
but yeah, like there are, there are some really good fucking stories in crafting. Like Damn. they, and, and they come together at the end too, which I don't think they did in, in, um, Shadowbringers. In Shadowbringers. But they, wait, did. they have a culminating thing at yeah. the end? Mm-hmm. And then Walker, yeah. Fuck out of here. No yep. way. Shit! <laughs> Bro, Shit! It's, it's, Shit! It is, it is so fun. Like, crafting is so fucking easy now. He's not going to do it until we get the fucking uh, crafting beast, uh, tribal quests. Yeah. We also have tribal it. quests, yeah, that are entirely crafting yeah. and gathering. I'm supposed to have idea. a life, dude. I've said this before. I'm, sure. I'm supposed to have a life. Well, like I you... Have a- <laughs> I have a wife and I got friends that want to hang out sometimes and, and sometimes. You don't want to hang out with them in game apparently. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, listen, but like you said, it's a tangible end goal. It's great. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah, it is another thing to do. And I, that, I, I mentioned earlier, obviously, like kind of getting bored, running out of things to do, but then I, I do think that there's sometimes a level. I think that's just me. I think there's a level of like, you realize there really is a lot of shit I could go do that I've never, it's, it's that I've never even tried. Fucking theme park. Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's much more much more RPG like than WoW mm-hmm. is by a fucking mile. It's not even close. Well, WoW crafting sucks balls. <laughs> <laughs> well, for for once once you get into the sixties and seventies, the the tribal quests, even just doing them daily, it's some of them don't even make you craft. Mm-hmm. Some oh of them are like, God. go to a point and talk to something and then come back. And it's like, wait, I thought this was a crafting quest. But that'll let you get like XP for other classes though, right? Or did you have to do it as a crafter? You have to do it as a crafter. But it's yeah, like, you can it level as a crafter just by doing that. So mm-hmm. there's some, there's in, in some, craft- there's some really low effort crafting and gathering leveling. Crafters get their own relics and shit too, right? Don't do those. Don't do those. But they look cool. You're gonna hate yourself. But okay. if I want to get Byrgot's hammer, to then get you're the gonna thick hate thighs. Okay, I'm trying to get down with the thickness, and he's not. The hammer's not gonna make you thick, and don't worry, we got the relic. We got the combat relics with Godbert. He'll get you thick, dude. I'm excited yeah. for those. Ooh, I think they're gonna probably be sick. But that means I have to probably finish ARR Hildebrand at some point. ARR Hildebrand is probably the peak Hildebrand until Endwalker. <laughs> Stormblood's really good. Heavensward's Heavensward's mixed bag. I think I really like the Heavensward one, but um, the Realm Reborn is probably is really peak Hildebrand. So it's yeah. really silly that the face shit gets me, dude. Like ah, the face. <laughs> he just looks at the camera. Just all stupid as fuck looking. I just love it. <laughs> I, like, I love how he like. I love that at the the fucking Azura. What's what's she called? The Azura Lady or what's she called? Are you talking about the lady? Like, anyway, the, the lady in blue. Uh, uh, I think it's during that, like, he he dresses up as a woman. And he's, like, using his <laughs> deduction. He's, like, using his deduction skills to figure out, like, who the, the the person is. And he's, like, totally fucking right on who it is. But everyone's like, that doesn't make any sense. It's preposterous. And then it's that fucking guy. Because, like, you're, you're playing through it. And you're like, Hildebrand, you're such an idiot. And then you, it ends up that he's right. I, I think I thought that was so funny, dude. That was, like, probably... My favorite part so far was that he was just being Hildebrand and somehow figured it out. He'll, I'm not going to lie. In Stormblood, for some reason, he's much smarter. He's but, like, he's not. But yeah. he's, 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 he's correct more. For some mm. reason, he's just like, well, obviously, it's this. And I'm like, you're not supposed to figure that out. What? <laughs> you're not like, su- more ironically correct? I don't even know Maybe. if it's ironic. He ironic. actually deduces some things. I'm just like... Not sure you hit him with far too many bombs. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, so that so that, that time. so that doesn't end after ARR. Then it, that keeps going. Good. Heaven's Word and Stormblood. Um, Shadowbringers. He has a cameo, and that is it. Um, I don't know if you know about his cameo in Shadowbringers. Assuming, so I know that there's a card for who I'm assuming is his daughter or something like that. So I don't actually know yet, but I, I, there's a there's a there's a TT card is what I'm saying. I, I yeah, no, I know. I don't know who that is, but it might be his daughter, might be whoever. Uh, but I don't know anything about the Shadowbringer stuff actually. I'm I'm completely unspoiled. Well, I mean, like I said, he takes a break in Shadowbringers, so he only he's has just a, not. Yeah. yeah, he's not there. But they, isn't they the Hildebrand quest? Oh no, it's an Endwalker. Oh. Yeah, the Endwalker one is. Uh, I'm, I'm not talking. Oh, about yeah. oh, there isn't one for Shadowbringers. Yeah, there's no. There's he takes a break. Oh, sorry. He's completely sorry, I was he's misunderstanding just, what you were saying. He just makes an appearance. Yeah, he has a cameo. Gotcha. He just gotcha. I, yeah. I forgot that there literally wasn't a quest line for it. Yeah, no. In Shadowbringers, um, in the uh, in the uh, the five point three dungeon, the 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 hero's gauntlet. Sometimes you find him as a warrior of light tucked away in the corner. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. wow. I don't, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't, I don't think that happened. I think I've only run heroes like twice, but I, but, uh, I don't think I would have, I don't think I got that. I think chat would have said something. Yeah. It's cool. I like those kinds of things, the little random event things, like with Omega and Alpha. Like, I love those little things in the game that make you feel like the things that you did aren't just forgotten, but you might run into it again. And it, I don't know, it's what's cute, but it's also makes you feel like you make more of an impact on the world. As like a side note. Yeah, there's, uh, yeah, Alpha and Omega have a pet gorilla now. Yeah, um, I've, I'm caught up with Alpha and Omega. It's, uh, it made me cry. Damn. Yeah, they throw, they just fucking throw close in the distance, though, and they're like, you son of a fucking bitch. Dude, I was already weakened, and then they're just like, whisper. Did you, did you cry immediately off the ship? Like, as soon as I hear the theme, I'm just like, yeah. <sighs> dude, no, when, I, I mean, when, like, when you first, when you first got to UT, did you cry, like, right off the ship? Oh no 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 not not right no. away no it was it was it was gradual building it was it was it was for for me it was like a bit further in as you went through everybody's speed yeah Graha really really is the pushing point mm-hmm. I think. as soon as I got off the ship dude and I heard the fucking music kick in and I realized what we were looking at I just fucking started crying I just lost it dude like I, I just something about just the absolute devastation that Medion had to witness and like that realization of how much catastrophe has happened like the weight of all of that just came raining down on me through the notes of the song and it just fucking wrecked me (laughs) it was it was one of the most probably one of the most emotional and meaningful and memorable moments of any game that i've ever played i don't think i will ever forget looking up and just crying it was it was amazing Medion just needed a fucking hug that's all she did. Medion. Medion. She needed a lot of hugs. Horror thing. We, we could have averted thing. so much if you just hug the child. My God. She just, she, you can never prepare anybody for what she saw. And I think that's just what, what hurts so bad is she is basically just a child and she doesn't, she can't, com- she can't comprehend it. The ancients couldn't have comprehended it, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and they didn't. Uh, and it, it just, ah, oh, man. And Walker's story is so fucking good. Anyway, yeah, I really still good. see I still see her collective I, I the collective face when she first uh, starts getting the messages back in Elpis and her face just goes <laughs> like Sonic, yeah. like it's a fucking Sonic spooky pasta or something on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, 
kind of scared the shit out of me initially, and I was like, okay, time to light that thing on fire. Towards the end, I was like, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> I was, I soon did, as literally, as soon as we got to Elpis, they do a quick, like, once over of, of Hermes and Medion before you've met them. I'm like, oh, so she's the final boss. Like, instantly I knew. I saw her. I was like, really? Oh, she, yeah, I, I could just tell. Because her voice was in the Endwalker trailer. And she says something oh. really ominous. So as soon as I saw, oh, she's the final boss. Also, I played enough RPGs. If I see a little bird girl, I know she's the <laughs> final boss. She's. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty fair. That's good. I, I, when I first saw her, I saw her, um, cause I had seen little, uh, shots of the, of the concept art of Heidelin. So I kind of knew sort of what she looked like. Unfortunately, I'd kind of been spoiled on that. Um, but, you know, whatever. It wasn't, like, a big thing. Um, she looked almost, uh, like, angelic. Like, maybe she would have wings. Um, and so when I saw Medion, I thought, is that, like, is that Heidelin? Like, is that the the root of where Heidelin comes from? Is, like, that thing going to become Heidelin? So that was actually my initial thought, especially when she's like, I want to hear your bubble, you know, hear your thoughts, feel your, you know, all those different things. I was like, holy shit, she just said, like, a Heidelin quote. Like, what the fuck? That's got to be Heidelin, right? Uh, so then when it ended up being the Vana sacrificed herself, uh, I, I thought that I had a feeling, well, I mean, we had known that Vana would become that. I had a feeling that Vana and her were like an emerge or something like that, but I didn't really know. <laughs> so I was, I was kind of, I wouldn't say, I, I guess I was a little surprised, but I also really enjoyed the kind of Pandora's box kind of trope that, that she is of, she and Hermes of kind of unlocking hope, but at the same time unlocking utter despair that comes with it. And uh, Medion was, uh, I like Medion. I think it was sick. I think the whole thing was really cool. Yeah, she was a little contentious. Uh, people who, uh, are, not everyone's always a fan of the big random cosmic threat in the final act. It's, pr- it's a pretty yeah. big Final Fantasy trope. It's a pretty big oh, RPG trope. I'm so trope. fucking used to that in SMT. Like, <laughs> I love it. We're so used to getting shit in like the final, final act. Like, I love it, dude. You don't, I mean, that's, you don't get, I'm you don't so get like Yahweh until until like you're right there. You don't get uh, Shekinah until you're. We're so. <laughs> that's that's kind of how Destiny Two is right now. Like I don't know if you guys do you play Destiny Two? Uh, or have you ever? I've stayed it? away. I, I stopped following after the Leviathan. So that's right at the beginning of Destiny Two. Levy was too. so good, dude. Yeah, Levy was sick. Uh, it's like the story is actually I would say right now that the best that it's ever been narratively. Um, storytelling wise, it's actually really good, but they're pulling one of those things right now where the, the, the darkness is coming and it's, it's very much the grand cosmic threat thing that comes in at the very end. That's not to say that Destiny was not already chock full of cosmic threats because it's all science fiction and science fantasy, I guess, but, uh, but yeah, it's just funny you say that because it's, it's just yet another game that I think is really going in that direction of here's the, like the universe ending threat type thing. Yeah, Final Fantasy is, is is just known for that. I mean, right from I mean, a lot of people like to say that Final Fantasy gets really convoluted in the later ones, but I'd like to remind you that the original game that came out 35 years ago is about a 2000 year time loop where a guy sends himself back, him and his four fiends send each other backwards and forwards through time. <laughs> it's Final Fantasy 1. There's almost Is that spoils, bro? I don't I haven't played it. <laughs> it's this it's almost nothing. Go to space, but it's been there since the beginning. Yeah, it's thirty-five-year-old spoiler right there. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little <laughs> late. It's a spoiler older than me. Hey, me too. 
Only by a few years, but that's fine. Don't worry, I'm leaving Final Fantasy IV intact for you. That's a game that has an actual story. So there's no reason. The first, the first Final Fantasy, there's like no story. They just they drop something on you at the end just to give you purpose for everything. Otherwise, it's just kind of yeah. I mean, it's a late '80s RPG. What are you gonna do? What do you expect? Yeah. Although they do a pretty good job in two first story and four. Four is the first really good story though. So yeah, that's a lot of people requested four and. now that I'm playing through it, I realize how many references in Endwalker are from 4. Like, holy shit. The simple fact that Shadowbringers is a Dark Knight and you become a paladin in Endwalker is in itself a Final Fantasy IV reference. Yeah. There's, it's, uh, yeah. yeah. It's layered. It's cool. Like, the towers, the lopperets, the fucking, the, mu- the music, like... They, I went into, like, a certain area. They're like, do you recognize this music? I'm like, shit. I'm like getting backwards nostalgia. Like I'm getting nostalgia for the modern game while I'm playing the old one. This is fucking weird. Yeah, there's uh and to think they said that they actually haven't done very much Final Fantasy IV reference up to this point. And I agree, given I've played through it. And they said it's about to get much more Final Fantasy IV for the rest of Endwalker. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine considering who they're introducing, but cons- I mean, you have both the towers, like you have literally the main enemy. You have the lords. Like you've got, yeah. There, I don't know. Okay, I gotta finish the game. I you gotta do. Finish. You really do. <laughs> I'm trying so hard right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't Shit. mind spoiling Final Fantasy One, but I'm not gonna spoil Four. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that because yeah, I'm gonna play that today. I think I might not even play 14 today. I might just go right into four. Let's I think see. you should. <laughs> you got I'm... me fucked up now. Like you got me thinking that there's some big shit at the end of it. Like I need to know. So I'm you should know. Look, look, here's another four reference. I, oh, you can't see it because I'm, you know. Yeah. But on my desk here in the FC house, I've got the, the Magus sisters. That was another one. I, I thought that they were like from 10 originally and little did I know that they were not. They went that happens to a lot of people. That. Yeah, that's like people who think Final Fantasy VII is the first one, you know. <laughs> Cloud? You mean like the original Final Fantasy character? <laughs> Not even a warrior of light or anything. <laughs> yeah, everyone, the first ever Final Fantasy character, Cloud. I've just got a Buster Sword. Like weird, how they seven. started with seven, but you know, it worked out. Cooler. It really it worked. I, out. Have you played the remake? Yes, I love have you guys. Remake. Did you play it? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, was it sick? Yeah. Is the second part out yet? Can no, it comes second? out no. in in next winter, not this winter. Next winter. Next winter. <laughs> Which a lot of people don't understand means end of 2023, early 2024. You know how many people yeah. are like, bro, we're going to have seven, we're going to have the next part of seven in the September. next, like, yeah, like, they think, oh. <laughs> I was like, no, that's the crisis core is this winter. And they're like, so this year. And I was like, winter is until March. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't, it starts December 21st, doesn't end December 31st. Okay. Fall is really like your late year months when you think about it. Yeah. Okay. So sorry about the camera. No, it's fine. It's trust me. We've had yeah. that is the least of the technical problems we've had on this show. <laughs> Good. Let me tell you. Good. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, it's like final. Like uh, Endwalker was supposed to, was fall. It was December. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. My birthday is in December, dude. I'll, I actually no. Endwalker came out four days after my birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And actually, I. I think, I, did I finish Shadowbring? I don't remember. Anyway, 
It was some kind of really good timing, but I can't recall what it was. <laughs> I like this. Spring is January to May, summer's June to August, falls August to December 24th, and winter is Christmas to New Year's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, dude, at this point, <laughs> at this point, we had snow in May, and it's going to be 105 degrees for the next eight days here. Has it been, have you guys been living through that shit already? Mm-hmm. Sly, how is the heat? I have AC. <laughs> so do, I mean, well, so do I. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> But so I'm I going to know. <laughs> I'm going to a concert on Sunday, and I'm afraid I'm going to die. So oh, better bring some oh, water. Oh, we're gonna see, I'm going to see Rise Against and The Used. Ooh. Yeah, I'm fucking excited. Rise Against is one of my favorite bands ever. I have been like no concerts in my life. I've, I, new I, album is sick. I, Mel made me go to a Perfect Circle concert in Vegas, and I was like, "Who's that?" And she's like, "I hate you." I don't know who that is either. They're apparently like, it's like an offshoot. Of the, apparently the, not to sidetrack, but it's my show, so I don't give a shit. Um, it's he, the guy, it's like a side band for him. Like he's actually the, the guy who runs that is part of another band that's bigger, I think. I, it's, I think I, the guy that sings for Dance Gavin Dance does that. He has like Tillian and then he has Dance Gavin Dance. Tool. Like the guy, the guy who is in charge also does Tool. Yeah. Oh wow, that's a much bigger band. Yeah, yeah. So his perfect circle is like his side project that he was uh that he was doing. Yeah, Manor Manor James Keenan. There you go. That's it. I don't know anything about it. How this. would you yeah, how would you know that? I'm I'm useless. <clears throat> I'm useless. I'm I'm going to a Backstreet Boys concert in like a couple months. I'll go with that. Are you actually? Yeah. Are you lying to me? No. That's lit. I'd go. I just want to see the black keys again. That was my, that's been my favorite concert ever since, like, ever. I just want to see the Black Keys again. There you go, August 7th. What, jo- what genre is that? Uh, Black Keys are, they're kind of like, um, rock, but kind of like bluesy, too. Ooh, I like that. Did they mix in, like, a lot of, like, uh, brass and stuff? Not really, not really. Okay, I mean, okay. it's really just a guy, and it really started out, like, like the guy in his, his the guitar and his, um, his friend who was, like, on drums, and that was it. And okay. That's all they fucking took, but yeah, they're good. That's sick. All right, I think yeah, yeah. No, where are you going? One last, one last. I was gonna say, I think I think my favorite people that I've seen live is is Revolution. That's like uh, Mm -hmm. reggae mostly. Uh, They just have good stage presence. They just have. I mean, their last tour was literally called a Good Vibes tour, but they have good vibes. Good. I'm so useless when it comes to concerts. Like I said, they're. They're kind of expensive, and you have to go outside for it, so. Yeah, that's way out of my yeah. comfort zone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> way yeah. out of my comfort zone. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah. So, <clears throat> largely, we've we've caught up with all the, all the major points. We've kind of danced around as we've talked about the various expansions and praised the various villains and whatnot. You know, you obviously sure. topped it off with Medion. Um, <laughs> after all the emotion we went through... <clears throat> with all the expansions, especially mm-hmm. coming towards Endwalker, we're now at a bit of a crossroads when it comes to Final Fantasy XIV. Because after you finish Endwalker, there is an MMO that happens afterwards. <laughs> which yes, a lot of people is. didn't understand, actually, when Endwalker was like unveiling. It's like, oh, so it's over. It's like, no, it's the end of the, the first <laughs> story. It's, there's we more. got some more. Yeah, yeah, is the anime you watch? Did it like end when you beat the first villain? Like, did it like come on? <laughs> One Piece is like, oh, we're on our last arc now. It'll be like, oh, cool. So, like, how long? Yeah, like another ten years. <laughs> we got lots left. Don't worry. 
Yeah, or Attack on Titan. It's our final season. Part yeah. one. It's our final season. Part two. <laughs> yeah. Part seven. <laughs> they, just, they just don't know how to do it. We just finished Frieza. Time for the Cell Saga, as someone in my chat said. There you go. Yeah. So, uh. Let me go to Boo. So people are, uh, a bit apprehensive because there's, of course, that I think people have kind of become attuned to the idea of the bigger, badder, bad as the expectation. And it's just how it happened over the years, even in, in Final Fantasy 14. But we're starting something brand new that isn't brand new. And I don't know if you have any perspective on how you feel about that going into 6.1, knowing you need to know everything up to 6.0. But this is supposed to be at the same time kind of like a, a fresh start story-wise. Yeah, it is kind of interesting, I guess, that... I mean, I think that if you want to tell a story, stories have endings. And I think that endings, as we know, lead to new beginnings. And I think that being able to, you know, convert through the process of a powerful ending into a refreshing beginning is an amazing thing to be able to do. And I think that if you can do it effectively, it's the best way that you can reinvigorate players and not lose a bunch of players, you know, who are, you know, like a lot of people talk about like, wow, 2.0, like would they wipe all the mounts? Like, would you lose all your progress? Like all these things, right? That's not a discussion with Final Fantasy 14 because the way that it's the way the story is being utilized to continue, I think, is done properly. They've they've they they did what no one ever does and actually ends their fucking story. Like Netflix does it all the fucking time, where they'll come out with like a new show that has like two dope seasons, they never finish it, right? Like you see it in other games as well, where like they'll write a, they'll write like a series of games, but it'll never actually reach the end. Uh, they did it with really popular TV shows where they drag it out so long that by the time you get to the end, no one even fucking cares anymore. So I think that Final Fan uh, Square Enix and, and what they've done with 14, they've taken advantage of the ability to convert and, and, and try to rebirth. Now, since I haven't played, well, I hadn't up until now played four, everything going forward feels new to me and it feels really interesting. So, um, as far as like, Anything being, uh, some people will refer to it as recycled. I don't really care about. I don't have any opinions on. It's new to me, um, as it will be for a lot of other players. But uh, I think, I think that's that's part of why, like I I love Endwalker so much, is it it felt like, wow, like we got a conclusion, we got an answer, answers, so to so to speak. <laughs> you, know? Uh, <laughs> you know, we 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 got to see it to the end. Um, so that's, I guess that's how I feel about that. Yeah, I mean, recycled, it, it's not like we don't have examples of them taking prior Final Fantasy stuff and using, I mean, Crystal Tower is, you know, right from three. I don't three. know anything about that. You don't so know anything about that, but I mean, it's incorporated into 14. Does it feel right. like it's unoriginal? Does it feel like it doesn't belong? Like, it does it even come off as something that is recycled? Like, even with no prior nope. knowledge, it's... Nope. Yeah. Not even a little bit. For yeah. a new player, you you would have no idea. And so I don't I don't agree with the the recycled thing. Like, as if if you take familiar characters and build a new story with them, who gives a shit? Like, as long as you're not literally just remaking the same thing, then it's fine. Yeah. Olbez obviously isn't taking us to the moon, so we've already been there. We're doing yeah, we're doing something else, right? So obviously, what what was done with this character, at least in that respect, is going to be different. So I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm just pre-prefacing this by saying this isn't anything about four. 
But I will say this. Yoshi P has stated that the moons of the other shards may be important in the future. <laughs> so he may take us to a moon. It's possible. Okay. Could be a moon on the 13th. Maybe it's like a refuge from the shattered world. There you go. See? Get the mind, get the old mind going. Get the old noggin going. There's plenty of possibilities still. You never know. He did also say, to clarify for chat, I think, he did, they, they did also say that the, the remaining fragments of Zodiac that were present in those moons are all gone now. Yeah. There's, there's no, that's not relevant at all. So we're not going to be going to these moons for Zodiac stuff if anyone is like wondering about that. At least yeah. we shouldn't be. That's what they said. In theory. Yeah. If, unless he's lying, which he could do. You never know. You never know. Yoshi P could be he's a liar. He's usually pretty good, from what I can tell anyway, he's usually pretty good about saying just enough to give you the little drippings of the hint, but not not quite enough to figure it out. (laughs) Yeah, I like how when everyone kept asking him, is Xenos dead, he refused to say yes. He said, I mean, his body's (laughs) right there. It's like, come on. We saw him breathe his last breath. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? (laughs) Didn't he he say something about a... um... Uh, about a minion, like if he doesn't show up as if he if he shows up as a minion, then that means like we're we're really done him. with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, thought, I think he did say that. Let me ask you a question. Can I ask you guys a question? Yeah, maybe you know. Sure. Is there any other Reaper who has uh the Echo or the Resonant like him? Uh, so you're asking because the Reaper job quests this mm-hmm. would have to be. Is he the only Reaper that has like the Echo or the Resonant? Mm-hmm. As far as we know, that's been shown in the lore. Uh, the only other Reaper would be our job quest giver, and they most assuredly are not an Echo. I just wonder if that could have any effect on his ability to, like, dominate that fucking thing and, be- like, literally take it over. Rather than, like, making a pact with this Void Scent, being, like, able to, like, almost like an Arthas, like, Lich King type thing, like, fighting for control and, like, getting full control. That'd be kind of interesting, but just a thought, you know? I don't, I don't know if his, his void set's Nurzul. I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. We need a helm of domination in this game. No. No, they don't need it in WoW anymore. <laughs> they, they reforged it. Yeah, I they know. They yeah, it. I know. They, did. Oh. they didn't need to, but they did. <laughs> Actually, they kind of did need to in, in reality. Yeah, they kind of did too. I yeah. mean, it, it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was kind of neat, but also like, uh, whatever. Yeah, it depends on how neat you thought Sylvanas dicking all over Bolvar was in the first place. <laughs> well, when I, when I started thinking about, like, she's got the power of the, of this entity of death, like, it makes sense she fucks on him. Like, if his helmet is, if that helmet's power is derived from this entity, and she is directly serving said entity, it would make sense maybe that she's a little more powerful than the helmet makes yeah. Bolvar. But, uh, yeah. Wild Lore is fun to talk about occasionally. Uh, yeah, it is. It can be. I have uh, no clue about it. <laughs> Wildlore is actually, like, I know so fucking much about it that, it, like, I can have a casual conversation about it without having a reference, like, look at references. I'm not there with Final Fantasy, though. I need to... It doesn't help that like, Final Fantasy like, references can, as I've said with the Crystal Tower, come across, you know, a ton of other games. True, and they're also mostly present in the game rather yeah. than in other books. Yeah. Which, which There's WoW only... Has. I think there's only one book that's great that Final Fantasy XIV has that legitimately has something that's only available in a book. And uh, there are four tales of stories that were released exclusively as part of a book. Oh, one really? of them is for Xenos. And I don't really? remember. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, the Chronicles of Light. 
That one has oh. four stories. I think you can find them. I think you can find them online. You might be able to find the Chronicles of Light online. Um, okay. I don't even know if that was released. Yeah, I think that was released in English. Um, I think I believe it was. Re-releasing it in message. October. Okay. There we go. Okay. Okay. I wonder if I pre-ordered. I might have to snag that. Yeah. yeah can you pre-order on 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 Amazon? Uh, someone says the book is up on Amazon. Uh, round of reprints. Yeah, Chronicles of Light on Amazon. Yeah, I think I pre-ordered that. Is it a hard copy or? A- yeah, I think so. Or oh, you mean like a softback or a hard copy? I don't know. It might be a softback. Yeah, sorry, that's what I meant. Softback or hardback? Yeah. Uh, I think it's. I think it might be a softback. I don't know. It looks this top one, the twenty-five dollar one, looks like. Oh, it's a hardcover. Oh, there you go. First one was a hardback. There you go. Oh, that's nice. Oh, it's backwards. Does it read? It reads backwards like a Japanese. Uh, I guess so. <laughs> weird. Or not weird, but. No, it doesn't. Okay. That's fine. It doesn't? Oh. Maybe the picture is just of the Japanese one. Yeah. The way it's pictured, the binding is on the right side. Hmm. Okay. There you uh, go. Yeah, that's a fun little one. This. Yeah, that's the only thing they've ever released that's like exclusively in book format. Is just, cause all of, most of the stories in there are the ones that are on the lodestone. And then there's a few bonus ones, uh, that are that, in there. Mm hmm. Yeah, I'm grabbing that. I had a uh, $23 on my in Amazon credit, so. <laughs> well, it cost it you two bucks. It was $1.79. Yeah. There you go. Let's go. Yeah, there you I go. I spent way more than that on Wild Books. I'll tell you that, dude. We, we actually should be getting more tales of, um, next month is the anniversary of the game, and that's when they release them. Ooh. So we might get, get tales some, of the end. Let's get tales of the, of Aglia. Yo, can we talk about that? Right <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're on we're on six point one at this point, so now we're talking about yes. going into the future of Final Fantasy fourteen. They have to keep the story compelling while also, you know, starting from scratch. You know, it can't be that grand that grand endeavor like we just had with Endwalker. So, uh, one of those elements is actually Aglaya, who, by the way, uh, it was written not by Ishikawa. It was written by somebody who was previously doing Beast Tribe quests and Shadowbringers. And he Damn. was given the chance to write his own story for the 24 man. And, uh, so they're, they're kind of bringing him up and he had a hell of a start. Let me tell you. Yeah. Dude, Aglaia is really cool. It is, it's already my favorite alliance raid and there's only one oh, yeah. section of it. Uh, oh, yeah. it's thematically, I love it, dude. Wait. That's like, because we've already stressed enough how we felt about this. How'd you, how'd you feel about Yorha? <clears throat> Yorha as in, uh, near? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you did it. Did you? I did. Did you? Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. How'd you feel? So, about it? You feel? I, I played near Automata for about eight hours. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I disliked it. I just, it's a lot of time. Um, and I wanted to play something else. And I liked the theme, so there was a little bit of familiarity there. The dwarf quest line leading up to it is like one of the most unbearable quest lines ever, in my opinion. I don't think that it's funny. I don't think that it's clever. I just think that it's annoying and, and, and I just, I don't even remember what happened really in it. Um, the raid itself, pretty sick. The actual fights are pretty sick, in my opinion. Uh, the music, also pretty sick. The glamour, mostly pretty sick. My, one of my machinist glams comes from there. It's like a, it's like a ammo vest. It looks fucking sweet. It's got like a cloak and everything. It's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as investment in the narrative, 
zero. <laughs> I just didn't care at all. All right. Yeah, so I'm really glad that Shadowbringers, you know, it's, I'm really glad that by the time 5.25 came around, Shadowbringers finally released their 24 man series with Bozja. Uh, that was, that was great. Um, yeah. I don't know why they didn't release one in 5.13 and 5, but you know, it's okay. They got a late start. Um, mm. it's okay. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Bozja's 24 man, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's more compelling story wise by a, by a mile. Uh, I mean, like, that whole scenario, like, with Messia, I really loved uh, the whole... I really like the Gunhilder storyline. Um, yeah. My my two least favorite uh, Alliance raids are definitely Nier and uh, Ivalice. Ivalice, I... Yeah, I say, I think... So I think first off, I was just I was having a bad day that day, so I wasn't really in the mood to read through a bunch of fucking dialogue. That's a lot. So, it's a lot. And, and I, and I yeah. think it just felt super drawn out. And I was trying to voice act the characters without realizing how much dialogue I was really getting myself into. Um, and I, so I just kind of stopped paying attention. <laughs> I, I was just trying to get uh. through it. Um, so I, I actually can't remember that much about it. I probably shouldn't say it's one of my least favorites until I give it another shot. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but it, as of right now, it, 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 it's not, it's not my favorite. Ivalice has an insane amount of lore, but it it, it points out a weakness of uh, Yasumi Matsuno, the creator of Ivalice. He is very yes, he is yeah. he is a tell don't show. Is the biggest yeah. is is the biggest problem with his yeah. general writing style. So it can be fine as long as it's meshed in with other things well. No, but if it feels like a big block of it's really tough (laughs) yeah he is a tell don't show kind of kind of person um even without the history of 12 or tactics you can usually evilise is very contained to 14 our evilise while it references 12 and tactics very very contained to 14's lore thankfully dealing with the history of the garlands and the evolutions unfortunately it has a thread that got deliberately left out for the future um which matsuno himself touched upon and that of tartarus so, uh, yeah, Tartarus in, uh, in that, um, Matsuno said he had a, he had a purpose for Tartarus. And it was supposed to be, we were actually going to use it to time travel <laughs> back to, uh, what point was that? I think it was the start of the Garlean War. He, he, he points it out, but then he said because of Shadowbringers, he's like, oh, I don't want to do time travel. It's too close to yeah, Shadowbringers. Probably, yeah, probably good not to. Have some back-to-back time travel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that got dropped for the time being. Maybe sometime in the future, but that was supposed to be a big thing that they came out of uh, the Gaugan civilization with that uh, got kind of uh, going to mess around with. But that's 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 okay. That's fine. Yeah, oh, it was, it was before Dalamud fell. That's right. It was supposed to be before Dalamud fell. That we were supposed to go. I'm not sorry, not Dalmud. Uh, the Meteor Project before the Meteor Project destroyed Bozja. That's what it was. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Or Big the Bozja time. incident. Yeah. So we supposed so to. Sorry to, to get you off your. Sorry to get you off your tangent of Aglaya. No. Go right. No, that's okay. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. Aglaya is dope. Well, yeah, it is fucking dope. I mean, I run around dressed as a perfect poppy rendition of Derek. I don't know if you know that. My character is Derek. Like. Oh, I've seen. To I've a seen. fucking T. <laughs> uh, and it's so fun. Like, it's super, it's super fun. I really, really love what they're doing here because as we all kind of, you know, are suspecting, 
either Derek is the god Ashan or that Oppo Oppo following Oppo. him around is the, is Ashan. Yeah. So just like the whole situation of Derek just stumbling upon this uh, gateway and how he's already just, he's just happened to have explored all the heavens already, but he never ran into the gods while he was in there. No, like it's just, there's a lot of real sus things going on. Uh, and, and I'm super, super excited. I don't think I'm excited about anything more than, than Aglia right now. It's absolutely my, my bread and butter at the moment. Any, uh, any of the 12 you looking forward to meeting? Yeah, uh, definitely, uh, interested in seeing the Thaliac and Althik fights, considering their, their nature. Um, one being time. That's kind of huge. I think that they could do some really fun things with that. Uh, I, th- I think time mechanics in fights are clever. I don't like it as much in stories, but in fights they're fun. Um, I really want to see Halone in the descriptions out of Encyclopedia Eorzea describe that there is a gigantic citadel carved out of pure ice. Uh, ice made from frozen moonbeams from the sky that are carved by Halone's sphere herself. I also want to remind you that in Encyclopedia Eorzea, it describes to a T the floating citadel in the Heaven of uh, Lightning, uh, Heaven of Leaven, where Ralgar is. So I have a feeling that we are going to get this giant citadel of ice carved out of fucking frozen moonbeams. So I'm extremely excited to see hers. I'm excited to see Nafika. I think will be really cool. Not just because of Nafika's uh, uh, seeds it was, but um, I think uh, it'll be a cool theme. I think if we get like some world tree type stuff, that'll be cool. Um, and then I think uh, the last one, I think really probably would be like, maybe like Lim Lane or, or even Ashan. Like I'm just excited to see that reveal as far as like, wh- what does this mean for us? Uh, I, I definitely see the 12 as being inspired by the con- the members of the convocation I definitely personally see the 12 as being the 12 followers of Heidelin. I, I see a lot in the, uh, not only just in the, uh, the architecture found in Amphalos, but also, uh, in Elpis. I, I find that there are some pretty big inspiration hints that are happening in Elpis. I don't know if you guys have done all the side quests at the 12 Wonders yet, but you find out, uh, that in Elpis at the 12 Wonders, uh, gardens, uh, it's, it's literally a construct that they've built to reflect the balance of dynamic and stagnant ether in Elpis. And they use this giant clock, essentially, that when viewed from above looks exactly like the layout for the 12, by the way. It's even segmented in the same order. Uh, they use it to, uh, to determine how the ether is and then they can fix that as easily as breathing, they, they tell you. So it just goes to show how deep of an understanding and how easily it was for the for the ancients to manipulate not only the six elements, but both polarities of each of them, which is really important when you start to realize that the 12 are each embodiments of of the six elements on both polarities. You start to realize, like, wait a second, they had a big appreciation for this. What the fuck is going on here? So at this stage, I'm I'm very, very much along the path of, like, Twelve are, I think, twelve the twelve followers of Heidelin that she left behind when she became when she became Heidelin. Uh, some people would say, "Oh, well, weren't they? Weren't that? Wasn't their ether used? Weren't they dissolved or whatever?" I don't believe so. First off, the way that Yoshi P talks about it in the interview, he really is hinting at like if you're he literally says like if you're curious about like how many people were used and how, what the power that was used to summon Heidelin, like now might be a good time to go back and look at that. How the fuck would he be saying that? You know what I mean? Like. You go back and you look at the cutscenes and you notice, wait a second, there's 12 of them. 
wait a second, wait a second. And one of them is pleading with Heidelin, or pleading with Vinal, who's going to lead us when you leave? Who's going to lead us? Like, what are we, what are we going to do? I don't see any reason why if, as we've learned in, uh, in, uh, Asphodelos, if ancients can merge with concepts and become demigods, then why can't really powerful and knowledgeable ancients merge with concepts and elements to become these gods that we know now? I just think, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'm ranting now as so I'll try to give you, <laughs> but I think that, um, I think that given the fact that we learn that these 12 gods are shown to mortals when there are etheric disturbances, most primarily when we're having, uh, calamities, which are caused by Asians, which as a byproduct make Zodiac stronger and make Heidelin weaker. I just think it's weird that the 12, their influence spread and they became more prevalent as more of these calamities happened. That seems rather convenient for Heidelin's sake. And the fact that as soon as Heidelin's gone, the 12 come out and they're like, when Heidelin's gone, we are the will of the star. We rule the star, right? Why would they be saying things like that? And then the, the last thing really is that Emmett Selk says to you, just the very same way that he says that we should go explore the wonders beneath the bounty and find the fucking rift that leads us to the 13th that I'm sure he fucking knew was there. Uh, he tells us we don't even know the true identities of our 12, which implies that Emmett Selk does know who they are. It's like, how does he know that? How would he put, you know, I, I think for me, there's so many different things that tie into it being her 12 followers. That's where my head is at currently. And it, it makes me so excited because I did feel like during the story, I was like, so what happened to those people? Like, what was the deal with that? Like, wh what did they go and do? Like, what, you know, and I don't know. I just, I think uh, you see how non-interventional the gods can be. Even when we were in our most dire, in dire need of their help in the seventh Umbral Calamity and we were facing Bahamut at the Battle of Cardinal, the power that we summoned down from the heavens was not even actually them. Like that was, that was primal power. That just goes to show you, like, even when we're, we're begging them to help us, like they, they didn't. And I think that just speaks volumes about what their purpose is. So what I'm hoping is that as we progress into Aglia, we learn the true identities of the 12, which are prop, I would hope that because, and since they're themed on Greek gods, gods anyway, names like Gaia and Hades and things like that are fitting anyway. They also already said that they've already decided on all the, the names of all the convocation members, the actual names. So it wouldn't blow my mind if these other people had names decided already too. Uh, so I'm, ex I'm hoping that's what happens. I think that'd be a cool way to wrap up that Vanas saga, that Heidelin saga is like, these are the people who sacrificed everything to become, uh, entities that not they didn't exert their will on us and force us to do anything rather the opposite they look to us for inspiration they look to us to find virtue and they believe that we make them better not the opposite and i just think that that is so in line with what vana would want and what they embodied that that's just where my mind is uh Last part, I think, I think, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I think in a sense, Aglia and the 12 are representations of virtue, right? They're representations of benevolence and things that we ought to strive to be as people. And I think that that's reflected when you read in Encyclopedia Eorzea, you read about the saints of the 12 and you read about these people are being, um, recognized for their saintly traits with things like concord and justice, which both apply to Ashan, 
uh, just as a side note, uh, or, or, uh, valor as another option, right? You're finding that, that these gods, they might be a little bit more plainly conceptual than we realize. Like, it might be a little more cut and dry. So, um, I think that pandemonium could end up being the vice side of things. The side of the ancients that we didn't want to see. The side of them where they started to do weird experiments on things that they didn't let see the light of day. Deep, deep, dark in the abyss. Your cat is so cute. Uh, I, I would love to see pandemonium be kind of that mirror image to Aglia. Virtue and vice. Uh, so that's where I'm hoping that goes, uh, personally. I was about to get to the exact same conclusion, so <laughs> glad to know we're on the same page there. <laughs> there you uh, go. Yeah, especially because of the, the other thing for me for Pandemonium is actually um, we have pretty compelling stories for two of our three Unsundered, and the last one is kind of a Saturday morning cartoon character in a realm of right. So yeah, La Brea got <laughs> fucked. <laughs> um, I'm of the I'm of the opinion that our La Habrea is not the La Habrea in charge of Asphodelos. It is, of course, our good old boy Eric Tony, as I like to call yep. him. Uh, yep. And it makes it makes sense because he's with Elidibus, and we know him and Elidibus end up with Emmett, and that's how they get protected from. The and that's Sunday. clearly the same Elidibus. The voice is, I mean, yeah, it's mm. the same guy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, on top of the vices of of his ancestry, because uh, his father being the previous La Habrea, um, yeah, and we all know we we see Hermes gets gets ascended super quick, so it wouldn't surprise me to see Eric Tony get uh, ascended to the to the convocation super quick before the end of days. So yeah, that'll be interesting if we get to see that because it'll give you just another perspective on like what does it take to get to that uh, that stature essentially, like what do you have to do to get there. Um, maybe it's not quite what we thought it was. Yeah. And if you've done, so you said, have you done the, the end of the new Realm Reborn, the La Habrea solo instance? Yeah, I think one, one time. Cause you would have had to have New Game Plus it in order to do it. Mm, perhaps not then. Okay. Yeah. Cause there's, it's, there's a few more parallels drawn between La Habrea. They, they do a good job of fleshing out La Habrea's, not his character so much, but that, the fight's far more insightful to him and what he's capable of doing. And I think given Eric Tony, that's a little deliberate. So yeah. definitely give new game plus a try at some point. Is, is, uh, is La Habrea the fight where you go into like the, um, into like the realm of stasis, so to speak. And like everything turns white and you're like, or is that a Nabriales? Uh, Nabriales you're is, thinking, uh, yeah, that's yeah, not Nabriales. Are you thinking of the, um, that's not real. What's it called? The crystal. Um, oh, the chrysalis. chrysalis. Yeah, yeah, that is in the chrysalis. The chrysalis. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think I, yeah, I need to go back and probably do La Habrea then. Yeah, this was like just yeah. after 6.1 where they changed, you know, Ultima is now his own instance, Porta Decumana. Mm-hmm. It's like it's, it, La Habrea is a solo instance now that follows up after Porta Decumana. Um, right, instead of stringing it all together, that was so long before. And not only stringing it together, but also killing him before he does anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so they do, yeah, it's, I feel like they've certainly given, it, it, looking back now, seeing how they've changed it, it's clear they want you to make certain connections about yeah. La Habrea later. So, yeah, um, and I, that's part of what makes me excited about like the Heart of Sabiq thing, because La Habrea is so tied to that, so I'm, I'm hoping we'll see that in the Towards the end, yeah, I'd, I'd be I'd be hard pressed to believe that 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 doesn't that doesn't happen. <laughs> it's 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 a way too <laughs> obvious. Um, but while they're while we're while they're focusing on you know we have pandemonium and dealing with the sort of underworld, almost quite literally the underworld of 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 the of the Asians to some capacity. Not literally. Emmett would have something to say about that. But yeah. 
you know, it's they're more their underbelly, I suppose, the dark side. Yeah. Um, we then we have Aglaia, the the heaven, essentially. Mm. Now then, there's everything else in between because the rest of six point one story is pushing us in a direction that has also long been hinted at. There's been seeds of it constantly throughout, whether it be Encyclopedia Eorzea or the actual story regarding the Void. Um, yeah. It is the one missing piece of even the Asian story. It's their singular failure in their attempt to rejoin, and quite frankly, something that doomed them to fail even if they rejoined the other 12. They would have needed a solution for that, implying there is a solution to sure. the Void. Do you see us going as far as restoring the void or do you see, or do you just see it as the next sort of cosmic force that we need to contend with to protect the source? That's a really tough, that's tough to say. I think that, um, one of my favorite raids dives pretty deep into restoration. Um, that of course being Eden. Um, so restoring and, and etheric balance and how that would be accomplished. I, uh, from the way that I understand it, that world underwent such cataclysmic devastation that I don't think that it can probably be repaired, even if we were to harness the powers of something like Eden, because like we we have to come up with matter somehow. Like we, we like this shit. Like it seems like just completely destroyed. So it's not like we can take the rubble and build new. Like we don't have any rubble uh, in some in some aspects. Like it's that destroyed and that fragmented. At least that's how I understand it. Um, it would be interesting to maybe see part of it restored. Maybe part of it could be um, like a, a holdout or maybe an inhabitable for those that really want to live on the far the far edge and and seek like like the baddest of the bad people that want to hunt void shit like people who are crazy maybe uh, you know but I like bounty hunters and stuff like that but I uh, I don't I don't foresee necessarily that being repaired in in in, a, in in that kind of way but i don't know i don't know don't we don't we already have uh you know cal high as our um void sent bounty hunter <laughs> void sent elimination squad he seems like he wants to become that but he's he's because yeah. that's the big thing is the story of restoring the void is kind of trapped behind a lot of side quests <laughs> Yeah. Like, uh, you have to go through the Warring Triad and then the roll quests of Shadowbringers to Which get to so a- good. Yeah, very, very good. I'm, I'm a, I'm a big sucker for the, uh, for the healer and for the caster. Caster being one of the more important ones, given it that deals was the first with, one I did. yeah, it deals with the, the void more directly. Um, and I don't think they'll ever make us do that. I think if they ever do dive deep into the void, they want to involve those characters again. It'd be more referential than forcing you to do all this leveling and all these yeah. side quests and everything. Um, Instead, but, but, they'll just make the Void Arc stuff required. Isn't that what they're doing? So the Void Arc stuff's being required for Tataru, but that, of course, could be oh. a preface for um, that, because the uh, w- the main characters from that, the uh, the, the Sky Pirates, we're going to be pirates. dealing with them. Probably distribution for Tataru's empire of, of mm-hmm. you know, mercantiles. High fashion. Yes. <laughs> uh right. But the big thing with, with, uh, the 13th is that it is, its biggest problem is that the, the dark is all consuming. It's constantly looking to consume 
everything around it. And that's, you know, 6.1 touches upon how dangerous it is even being near there. You basically mm-hmm. become corrupted, uh, even if, if not immediately, then, you know, shortly after. And that's, we're trying to come up with a means with which to, Harness what we used in Endwalker, the charms, but specifically targeted at void energy so we can actually step foot inside that location. We, we saw what it did to Nero. Remember that? Yes. That is, that is the prime example of it. Now, given that we have a dungeon, Troya, and that is most assuredly in the 13th, and we've been to the 13th. Wait, the dungeon's before. called Troya? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you understand <laughs> that? Port of Troya. <laughs> I didn't know. Oh shit. Oh shit. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so suddenly again, that Final Fantasy IV playthroughs paying off, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, Felcord of Troya. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, that's most assuredly uh, in the 13th. I guess we're putting these things to a much more strict test because we are diving in what would be, would assume would be diving into the portal that's uh, in the Alzadal ruins. Do you think they're going to pull some shit like the 13th is the world that 4 happened in? Like type shit? Well, no, they don't, they never do it so directly as that. You that's know, usually like, a little bit too, that's too aggressive. Yeah, it's too aggressive. They, yeah. they, they, that's they, what I thought. Even, even with Gilgamesh, who is an interdimensional being, they say that 14's Gilgamesh is separate from that interdimensional oh, okay. one that travels between all the different, obviously he's going to reference it. You know, we, we see that enough, but, um, but it won't be that direct. Okay. Yeah, not that direct. And also yeah. all the collaborations are considered non-canon. So okay. we never have Sometimes to Sometimes WoW about just that, straight right? rips other shit off. So I know, I don't know anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> Um, so, but what's interesting is the, we do have a semi solution to this. So in Eden, the idea that they first introduced, what they want to try to do is to introduce the elements back, but they realize the key thing that's missing is the catalyst of, of dark ether. Now, of course, that's, you know, it's a bit manufactured to release, uh, what's his face, um, Artemis, but all the same, it ends up also being the actual solution. The, the solution to the void is the opposite. It's stasis. The ether needs to actually be stopped and slowed down. And mm-hmm. so, uh, I just, I, I can't help but feel like Eden has to be a, the solution to that. All the same, being just a it's, massive light of, of just this manipulative ether. It's like a giant sin eater shit. Like, I felt like, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like out of this, out of the, um, Omega is really impactful as well, of course, with yeah. how that ends up helping the ironworks and stuff. But like, I feel like out of the side raids, I feel like Eden is one of those ones that like is the most powerful, makes the most sense to try to utilize later. Um, and it was one of those really more one of those moments of like, holy shit, like I didn't, I didn't know we could do this kind of thing, obviously, uh, through that process of restoration. So I hope that we use it more because it seems like that, I agree with you, that kind of, that is our answer. Like that is our, our remedy for how we fixed it. We had to have Eden, so yeah. Uh, so yeah. Chad, of course, bringing up that Eden is a tree now, but I've never let anything stop me before from assuming they could do it because they can do whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to do Eden again. I can't. I don't know what they mean by Eden's a tree. I don't it's remember. the final scene. It's it's the final. Scene. If you'd even just go visit the the first yeah. again, is and it you there? Just, yeah, you can just see it. Okay, I just couldn't. Uh, yeah, yeah, you could just go know. just go listen to the Final Fantasy Eight music that plays there. Oh. You'll be fine. That's true. Well, yeah, because Eden comes from FF8, right? There you go. I was going to say, well, yeah, it comes from... Sort of. Doesn't yeah. Eden blow up a fucking planet or something? Doesn't Eden do, like, the same mega beam shit that we e- saw? Eden the- is just a summon in 8. Literally has ah. no bearing on anything at all. 
God, it's just yeah. you, you know it's, it's just seven. You you know seven. It's just to, yeah. okay. You know Knights of the Round. Nope. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I don't know seven then. Okay. I watched Advent Children once. Twice, okay, yeah, that definitely that won't do it. Okay. Nope. <laughs> there's well, there's a lot of there's even more references than you know that you've missed. <laughs> Let me tell you. Yeah, there's a there's a lot. Yeah, you got listen. You're gonna have a journey when you play. Yeah, not about the Knights you, of the Round. Yeah, I remember seeing you do uh, Thornton for the first time. I'm like, hmm. I didn't get he it. I was just seen, no. Yeah, you must not have seen Knights of the Round. Then. Yeah. I was just freaking out because it was fucking awesome. True. <laughs> like, I was like, I don't know what's going on, but this is fucking awesome. Like. Uh, but no, I didn't. I didn't understand it. Chat, that was like one of the first references. To chat, stop! Don't say Sephiroth is from Seven. Stop it! Stop! Oh my god! Stop! I will stop you right there. You will no, not. You will not insult no. my favorite Final Fantasy of Six by calling him from Seven. Stop it! Get some help, please. Get some help. Stop it! Get some help. Get some help. There you go. One of my favorite. That's one of my favorites. And that's what's it. So that's man. The void has been something that's just been. It's been teased for so long. And there's one theory I have about this. I cannot tell you. Actually, you, I'm not going to tell you because of four, but I almost feel like you already know because I think you've experienced the thing that drives my theory in four already, but I'll leave it till you're done. All right. It is in regards to the reason that we're going to the 13th in the first place, which you know is Ajdaya. Ajdaya. Mm-hmm. Is that from, is that from? Oh, I want you to draw. I, you've already, you've, I think you've already experienced oh. some things that would lead you to where my theory is going. They're talking about some, they talked about some dragon stuff and how there's something real powerful on the moon. And uh, they talked about how I was like born of dragon or something like that, or someone what? was born of a dragon. Yeah, well, I mean, there's just play Final Fantasy Four after screen today, okay? Yeah, just, yeah, just I will just play Final Fantasy. Yeah, I think well, just, I just want you to think about what I just said, and then don't think about it. But then when it comes to you, you'll. Because it's not even a, like, there's nothing like about four that I'm even spoiling right now. It's just something that shows up briefly that I think in four is, is, uh, is a reference. I'm not like trying, I'm not, there's not like major story beat I'm setting expectation for. No, no, no. I just, just want you to know that. You I'm not it. telling you to like, do you think, look I've, for do you think I've seen it with where I'm at in the game? I think you have. Okay. Cause I'm in the underworld now. Yeah. I think, I think you have, but. All the same. It's something that just appears briefly. It's like I said, it's not a story beat of any kind. Okay. All right. I'll think about that. But keep an eye out. Think about it, but then don't. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. you've, yeah. you've yeah. fought Golbez once already, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did he, was he alone? I might have looked away from the screen. Oh, I saw, yeah, I saw Golbez summon a dragon, a shadow dragon. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that would be that wouldn't be good. <laughs> <laughs> that that wouldn't be good. <laughs> you sure might not be yeah, very the, happy about that. The, oh. <laughs> yeah, if that if that has anything to do with what's happened to Ajaya, that would be bad. Mm. But also, good Final Fantasy IV reference. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even think about that. That was yeah, the first drag, thing. Dragon stuck in the void. That's probably not a very good thing. No, yeah, given, uh, given their eyes are limitless pools of ether and the, the shadows, uh, really were looking at that ether. It could really do something to a dragon to have the void just eat at their eyes for all eternity. This is gonna be really fucking bad. Yeah, it's gonna be really bad. <laughs> you got me like, I'm like bad. paranoid now, I'm like, oh. Shit. 
yeah, Vritra's not gonna probably have the best of experiences, I feel like. Um, <sighs> I actually, so, so now that we've gotten to that point, I think the reason they're not telling us the trial name is because it is not one of the four fiends. Oh, you think that, tr- yeah, you think it'll be Ajdaya? Ajdaya or even Golbez is to start. I think they might throw us a loop and just start with him. I mean, we started with fucking Zodiac in Ed yeah. Walker. Like, I don't think any of us expected that. Yeah. I feel like the fiends are so obvious, it would be stupid to not mention them in a yeah, live letter. That's, that's what most people think that the trial series will be. Yeah. Is so. our trial series normally three fights or four? Three, but that's because three. the point three patch normally has like a main story boss. Oh, so sometimes that's worked into the same kind of vein, or no? No, so they they completely they're, skip they're, the trial well, series for a patch. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, like, I see what you're saying. so like for Whirlit, it was you know point two is a trial, point three is a solo instance because they were doing Warrior of Light. They were you know we were dealing with 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 story Elizabeth. related, stuff. yeah. And then they right. brought mm. back the trial series in point four and point five. Yeah, so. gotcha. Okay, they tend to okay. Yeah. One at a time. But that's not the because this isn't the story doesn't work the same now because we're on a new arc. So point right. three isn't the last boss of Endwalker, like you know right. six O was. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So we we don't really mm-hmm. know how they're going to do it this time around. So I'm just curious because the fact they're keeping it a secret has me all like I got to make crackpot theories. For that, I gotta now. play some four. You really do, yeah. yeah you do. I would highly advise. You're gonna have some crackpot theories by the time you're done. <laughs> yeah, they I said it's about to get exciting. Any anytime, you, if you have played all the final, because I played all of them, so I always have crackpot theories every single time that they get a character involved. It's it's unavoidable. All these different possibilities, just based on what happened to them in the other game. Yeah, but it's like you know that they probably won't do it verbatim because that's they tend to take an original take on it. Yeah, so there's uh there's there's some things. They're really good with it though. You know the the math boss in Evilise? Mm, don't recall it at all. Nope. <laughs> Not even a little bit. <laughs> do you know that if you cycle back through the instance, you return to the start and you walk back to the boss room, it's there dancing? No, I didn't know that. I would that, never yeah. intentionally go back to that boss for any reason. That's also a reference to what it does in tactics because it dances. It dances after you defeat it or something. Well, or I, think, I forget. I forget exactly how it works, but it's it's it does the it does dance in does in dance. tactics. Yeah. So um, all the references and they just go. Yep. Right over my head. Yeah, but that, but you get to have the reverse, like you said. You have the reverse True. nostalgia. Now I go back and I'm like, wait a second. Why are they copying <laughs> Final Fantasy 14? What the heck? It's like, wow, it's really crazy how this game copies 14, right? This game is 25 years old. It's Stop unoriginal. Travel. How unoriginal. Stuck in the time loop. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's got so many directions. But I guess the real question is, do you think the main scenario is going towards this whole Ejdaya, uh, Vricha, Golbez thing? Or do you think it is going more in the direction of the Avatar? Xenos's Avatar, which we were told would be very important in Endwalker and had no fucking bearing on anything as far as we could see. We were told to pay very <laughs> careful attention to it, though. Um, I would like to see some more stuff come out of that, but I guess the impression that I've got initially is that it will be like, um, it'll be important, but it'll be like a side thing, but maybe that's not true. I mean, Xenos was pretty front and center for a while. Uh, 
So it just, I guess it depends on the identity of whatever that thing is. Like if it's him or if it's, if that's like a shard of us, if Golbez is our shard or if, if that's still a thing around, you know, that's a theory that, that gets thrown around. And so I guess a lot of it depends on what it is. You know, if it really is just, um, uh, 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 just a void a scent. scent. A void scent. Thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. Then I, I guess, may, I don't know. It depends. It depends. We could just learn like some fundamental void scent things from it, and that could be the end of it, or it could, it could really lead into something else. Um, I'd, I'd be okay with it not being continued like forever because it's kind of like the legacy of Xenos to an extent. Like it's still kind mm-hmm. of a part of him that's going on. Um, so. Yeah, I'd be okay with it being like side content, uh, something that's a side quest, but I also, given the fact that they made cutscenes of it, I'm sure it's going to be really important. Uh, Jesse wants to say, uh, Xeno's avatar is going to be the Minfili of the 13th. She still calls Thancred daddy. <laughs> Why Thancred? Just, if it's Xenos, they can just call me daddy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can't argue that Xenos. point. Not that I would well, want to try. Well, <laughs> well, it's still too early to to kind of make these predictions. Um, where do you think? Where where is at least one one place you think we're going in seven point It depends on. So I know where I'd really like to go. Uh, but it depends on if they try to mix it into Endwalker because you, I mean, you could, but I'd really like to see Maricidia in 7-0. That's where I want to go. Yeah. I mean, as yeah. soon as when they started talking about the dragons and that's where they all come from and you don't really get to learn much about it, but it's always in the background. You're like, dude, even as early as Heaven's Ward and, and late A Realm Reborn, you're like, I want to go there. I want to go see what that's about. So. I would definitely, I would definitely say Maricidia personally. Yeah, and Midgard Stormer's just having a nap. I need that motherfucker to wake up. Yeah, mm-hmm. he kind of had an important pact with Heidelin, and you know, and that was kind of a big part of his character. And we are going to the thirteenth to try to save another one of his broods. So you know, there could be a we return. Still, and we still don't know, like the still haven't answered the real kind of quote unquote mystery of a Silver Tier Lake. Yes, although I have some ideas about that if you want to hear them. Yeah, because Aglaia (laughs) being there, I think is, I think us opening that, I mean, we know that that's not the only location that people have seen, but the fact that it's the centerpiece of where we actually enter Aglaia is, uh, is, yeah. One one second. Okay. My Roomba's like having a problem. (laughs) (laughs) You have to go tame the Roomba. Yeah, uh, yeah, that Phantom Realm. The fact that that's, that's yeah. where our Phantom Realm kicks up is, uh, is pretty important. Yeah. There are other locations that, I mean, I know you really want to go to the New World. You want your barbecue. I know. Sorry about that. No, it's, it's I'll wait till you say it's on. No, it's, it's fine. Um, it's fine. Yeah, the Phantom. It had a, it had a fucking dog toy stuck in it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like an actual dog just trying to bite the toy. Right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's, I think Maricidia is a super logical place to want to go. I think the new world, maybe too much of an undertaking at this time. I guess it, it really, it really depends. I just feel like Tiamat we know is free. They flew off probably to Maricidia. Um, 
We don't know much. Yeah. And the big thing is the only place that has a trade route with it is that there. True. Yeah, I don't think there's yeah. any other established trade routes anywhere. Because hmm. the East doesn't have any as far as I'm aware. That's the only other place that would have any. And there's no, like, pirates from, like, Limsa that do any trading down there, is there? No. And the pirates aren't even yeah. pirates anymore, really. Yeah, they're hard. Yeah. 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 So. They're on the up and up. So, yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. I, I'd like to go down there and see more of the dragon stuff and, I don't know, uh, maybe, yeah, maybe get some more, uh, like, Amaric, Astinian stuff, maybe, or, uh, I don't have to do that, but. I think Astinian's stuck in, I don't think he's going anywhere for a yeah, long time so. with Thavner. I, I, I think he's, <laughs> yeah, I think the Nidhogg inside of him is pretty beholden to, protecting Vritra. Because that's it's a big thing with Astinian. He he does really feel a lot of what Nidhogg feels. And Vritra would essentially be the younger brother. So he's got like older sibling syndrome when it comes to to how yeah, he handles Marshawn and Vritra. It's still one of your own, regardless. Like and given what has happened to your 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 race throughout its existence, whether it's being persecuted by the Allegans or whether it was fighting against the Omicron, like uh you kind of have to look out for one another. You lose any of the major brood, and and that would that's a big deal. I feel like that's that's like dragon royalty dying, basically. That's a that's a big that's a big fucking deal. Uh, so I'd really love to see more of that explored. Um, and maybe I don't know. Maybe we get some kind of new class or something that relates to it or something. Who knows? I mean, dragoons a thing, so I can't imagine you could get much more dragon than that. But it's gonna be a new thing. Maybe there will be more dragon. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. I mean, next expansion, you'll be able to fucking turn into a dragon and do dragon flying. You never know. They'll call it Evoker. Completely original. Yeah, super original. <laughs> <laughs> Sly, that's a World of Warcraft reference, in case you don't. That's what they're doing in Dragon Dragonflight. Mm-hmm. That's what they're doing. Yeah. So about about if I could say about Silver Tier Lake or Silver Tier Falls and all that. So, yeah. I was just thinking about how that thing is like a just like a, a gigantic well of ether, basically, is what it is. Like a. The big lake of goodness. And it talks in Encyclopedia Eorzea how about how the um the twelve are born out of something called the Whirl, W H O R L. Um, which is like a great expanse, like an uh I don't know, I don't want to like misdescribe it, but like an like a it's like a big like a almost like a vortex of like we were born out of this thing, so to speak. I kind of have this feeling that given how much ether it has stored there and that Omphalos is, it has normal etheric levels and stuff, like regulated, like it's typical when we went there. I think Snowgem mentioned that to us, that it's like, seems legit here. Or maybe that, I can't remember who that was. Grahatia maybe. But someone. I, I almost wonder if like, uh, Omphalos literally as an, as a floating island, given its positioning, I almost kind of wonder if it was like, if it was like sundered from the earth at one point and like risen, like, like Omphalos literally used to be potentially where Silver Tear is. Um, that's just one idea. Also, there is the, there is the fact that like they talk about, I think it's Nemea who cries a, a river, some, some shit like that. She cries like a lake of tears or something. And then, uh, I think it's Althik or Thaliac. I can't remember which one. I think it's Thaliac makes a river that runs out of it. Which the Thaliac River runs out of the runs out of the source. I'm pretty sure runs out of the um, uh, Silver Tear Falls, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so I'm, 
I just, I'm thinking basically like the connection there and also why the gateway is at Silver Tier Falls to get into the Omphalos is because that's the origin point, I think. Like Silver Tier Lake might be the origin point of the gods, basically. Um, hmm. is an idea, is just an idea that I, that I have at the moment. That's, that's part of why I think the Omphalos is there. It's why it's severed from reality, uh, partially and etc. Et so. Yeah, as Chess pointed out, the Thaliac is actually where Alexander is over yeah, in yeah, the, and Dravanian hinterlands. Yeah, over in the yeah, hinterlands. Yeah. Um, but all the yeah. same, uh, regardless, so I'd have to read. I don't. I'm there's probably so many details. Anyway. There's so many details. Can't keep track I'm, of them all. I'm paraphrasing it. Yeah, um, a big thing is what we've seen with Silver Tier historically is actually 1.0. Um, mm-hmm. The trailer for 1.0 showcases what happened when. The Agrius crashed into Silver Tier, and it essentially released a giant wellspring of ether that allowed a lot of summons to be born into the world. Mm-hmm. You see Ifrit and Titan and Leviathan, all of them, kind of crashing out of that impact point. Mm-hmm. And so, clearly, it is a, a centerpiece of of ether. It's probably it would it even makes sense why Emmett would have had the crystal tower or Zande. I, I guess Emmett would have kind of directed them towards it. But uh think about this. Think about this too. Uh didn't they say in the quest that that they posit that Ralgar uh could be like or uh that uh striking tree, what the fuck is his name? Lord Ramu. Eleven. Yeah. Ramu, Ramu. Yeah. is like the primal version of Ralgar, potentially. Yeah. So it's it's funny that potentially that maybe one of those primal entities could have been a god born out of the same place, so to so to speak. If that were the if that were to be where the twelve came from, yeah, I think it's I think it's believed that in a time where the Phantom Realm was visible, the Sylvans gazed upon Ralgar and thus created their own concept of their god, which ended up becoming Ramu. Right, that's their well. Right, right. I guess I'm, yeah. I'm speaking like more figuratively when you're talking about like the cutscene, mm. so to say. Like, mm-hmm. like if it's the birth, if it's the birthplace of gods, yeah, like, is kind of more of what I'm getting at. Right. But yeah. See, so that is correct. Like they, they apparently did witness Ralgar and then kind of develop their own thing from there. I guess that's actually a big question. How uh, the, there was a big debate about one of the twelve in particular, Azima, uh, mm. and the thought that in some capacity. If she was related to or inspired by Azim, uh, yeah, I don't know if I mean, you have any any parallels to draw on that. Yeah, absolutely. I so I mean, it's in her name, Azem, Azema. Uh, it's similar to like the Azim step, right? And we know Azem was mm-hmm. present there. Azema also is fire and and kind of represents the sun, uh, which is another thing that Azem represented, right? Like with his with his astro, um, symbol, essentially. Uh, with the solar system with the sun central and everything and the fact that it's orange. Uh, I, I do think that, um, Azema is definitely to an extent probably inspired by Azem, but I think that, uh, more so, I think Ashan is going to be. I, I think when you think about the title of Ashan, uh, the wanderer, and you think about the fact that he is kind of the god who goes out among the world and is among the people and witnesses the strife and, you know, he's, He's the explorer. He's the the traveler, and I think that that's very much what Azem represents the 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 man amongst the people. You know, to go and learn the the, the plights and the and the and the great things that ha- that happen. And uh, so, and I think that that is would be extremely fitting as far as if Derek relates to Ashan or the Apo Apo relates to Ashan or anything. 
how he being a traveler draws us into this place. He's the one kind of guiding us here to learn the truth of the gods, you know, learning their true identity or whatever that may be. Um, I see a lot more. The name is one thing. And then the crystal is, is another thing. But I think as far as behavior, actions, what they're known for doing, Ashan really speaks more in, in their title, especially speaks more to me, uh, a Zem than Azema does. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's, that's my thoughts on that. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much on the same, on the same page as that. That's why I dress up as Derek. Honestly, that's part of why I, I, I cosplay him in the game because I feel like that's the God that I can relate most to. Cause I think that they're literally re- like literally related to or inspired by a Zem the most. And, and I think when you look at like Nalthal, I mean, think about who they're voiced by. Like, come on, man. Like, it's, 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 it's Emmett Selk and the, and the God of the underworld, right? Like taking care of those souls that go there and, and doing that stuff. So, uh, I, I hope that we see more of that VA action going on and I'm super excited to see what, why they've gotten our attention. Why now? You know, is it just to reveal the truth to us of we don't want to deceive you anymore? We want you to know the truth of who we are and what we're doing. Is it one of us has been turned? Has something gone wrong? Like what's going on? Uh, and I think that Ashan or Derek, whoever is at the center of that, I think it's really cool. You know, it would have been funny if, uh, one of Nalthal's voices was a Hitler. <laughs> that would have been isn't, something. One of Nalthal's voices, isn't it? Isn't it Hitler Deus and Emmett? Is, is it? I don't, I don't know. I know. I think I, it I, is. I, oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. It was, that's, um, it is. Is. okay. It is. Okay. I wasn't, I wasn't sure. <laughs> Ralgers, Ralgers is a Stinian. Yeah, I know that. That's and super obvious. Like, as soon as he opens his mouth, you're like, what the? F-? I think it, I'm pretty sure it's Hithlidae. Graha. Okay. I thought it was Graha. Oh, is it Graha Tia? Okay. Oh, my, my bad, my bad. Yeah, I thought okay. it was Graha. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. That would have been something if it was both Emmett and, oh, okay. and, and Hithlidae's one. I, I thought it was. My bad. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, Bayer got with Susano. Yeah. Some of them are, the Stinian one's super obvious. You're like, what the? F-? How are you here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Honestly, I, I was so enthralled by like what I was looking at that I'm going to be totally honest. I didn't even realize the voices the first time through. I didn't even like chats pointing them out to me. I'm like, guys, I'm just fighting this God. Can we just not right now? <laughs> like, this is just so cool. Yeah. That's pretty good. There's, yeah, there's so many. It's, I, I hope that's not just coincidental. <laughs> I really want it to have some sort of like extra I mean, reasoning. I think it would make sense. Like, if you think about these 12 convocation members, they're, or not convocation, sorry, these are not the convocation, these 12 followers of Heidelin, and you think they, they kind of lose their leader, uh, so to speak, as she becomes Heidelin. Like, I think becoming, uh, amalgamations of virtue and then kind of still following along with, with her plan would, would make sense. I, I, I hope it has more meaning like that. And, and I'm, I thought that they said that, like, the Aglia thing was like a, uh, was like a pro, Prologue? Pro- prologue is at the... Sorry. An epilogue? Is an epilogue at the end? Epilogue's at the end. Yeah, epilogue's Thank the you. End. Sorry. Uh, an, uh, an epilogue for, like, the ancient story. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm misremembering that, but I thought that was mentioned at one point. That, that's, that could be misquoting, though, if that does not ring a bell to either of you guys. It kind of does. Uh, it ring, it kind of rings a bell. I mean, I think especially because Emmett brings it up, so it's like it's even and, more so an epilogue, yeah. And that, like, you walk in, bro, and like you look at their little huts, and on the top of it is that swirly thing from Amarod. It's like, cut, like, come on, like, yeah. <laughs> a lot are of you people serious? That. Like, yeah. How, how? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I could talk. I could literally just. 
There's a lot of things. There's there's <laughs> a lot of there's a lot of expectation. It's a very it's a very very good start. There's a reason. I think yeah. even though six point one turns in motion all of the Final Fantasy four references, the Xenos Avatar. I think a Goliath was a lot more in, in, immediately captivating in terms of oh, yeah. Because again, it it borrows from so many years of of information or maybe even misinformation if you know you believe them at face value for what they're saying and yeah. you know. Pandemonium, I think, is is this is this in in a similar way, like kind of unpacking some of those things we didn't know about, and even though we we dealt with La Habrea early, and we had a Litibus pretty present throughout most of it. I mean, we learned later that the Litibus that we're interacting with is in fact a primal; it's it's a different entity. But to go back and get to see Themis and and get to see like I don't know, it's uh. Both of them really, really feel like linking back to really old things that have a lot of bearing and a lot of importance. Um, and I've heard an idea, you know, this is a little bit off the wall, but I think it would be super cool if it could be done. Get your hats. I don't have tin foil, so I'll just yep. use this chicken wrap. If they were to take like the last two segments of the raids and almost like cross them and switch them so that like the final wing of pandemonium was actually had something to do like a tie-in with Aglia, something that maybe they took from Aglia or something that was a presage to Aglia or something, you know, something like that. And then like the end of Aglia was, this is this incredible detriment that was born of pandemonium. We are calling upon you because we need your help to, to get rid of it or something like that. And that is mildly um, teased. There is a structure in Aglea that is uncertain of its of its function, whereas we know the other four portals lead to the realms of the various twelve. Yeah, 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 and I, yeah. There's yeah, which is interesting because we're in the seventh heaven. But which, 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 by the way, you guys surely. I mean, they mentioned in the quest like the fucking inn that's in uh, uh, Mordona is yes. called the seventh heaven. Like, yeah. come on, dude. That was when they did that. I was like, okay, this is fucking awesome. Like this is when you have Snow Jump sitting across the table from you, and she's like, "This isn't just a coincidence. This is destiny." I'm like, "Yes, girl, <laughs> yes, <laughs> this is fucking destiny. This is not a coincidence." Uh, I'm, uh, yeah, it's great, dude. It's really cool to be excited about the, just the first set. You know, we're not even on the second part yet. So, man, you know what really fucking pisses me off? Not to change the mood. <laughs> That Nier got all these fucking quests in between the raids, and that I don't get that with my goddamn. T- they better fucking do it with this. I got. Yeah, I was so. I was like, you fucking wasted thirty minutes of my life in these goddamn dwarves in between every raid, and now I can. You can't fucking do that for my real twenty-four mans. Yeah, I can't actually get some some some. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. I know. I I just take solace in the fact that the raid is fucking sick, and I just try to be like thankful for that. But inside, I'm like, also though. Can I have a little more, please? <laughs> so, yeah. I want that with the eight mans, too. I've wanted that with the eight mans as well, because it always feels like trying to cram it into just the three raid patches. They do it. They do it successfully. But the pacing, I think, and just reminding people that it's there, being able to kind of filter in those things. I guess you don't have to force it, but I think what if 6.1 had something else with Pandemonium, with Elidibus, with, 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 you know... A little something on the side, a little flavor or something. Flavor, that would have been yeah. kind of cool. We had a lot of little flavor on the side in 6.1, though, between Emilion. True. Between, oh, yeah. Between yeah, Omega I mean, it, was, it was spread out, but it was still, nonetheless, pretty good. Yeah. The Omega stuff was great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, we got to tell Maker somewhere about Ultima Thule, too. It's not just Omega. Mm-hmm. Got to let them know. <laughs> they found solace. They did it. We helped. We're, and we're building a restaurant for them at the end of the universe. 
which is <laughs> fucking stupid. I fucking hate that idea. Like everybody's loving that idea, but I think it's fucking stupid. I like, kind of agree. If you were agree. at the end of the universe, would you not want to drink? I mean, yeah, but who who the fuck are you going to serve it to? The Omicrons? The dying, the dying yeah. fucking dragons? The Ea? Who yeah. the fuck are you serving it to? Like, what, like Them. who the fuck oh, else is going the, there? The screenshot, the screenshot has the 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 races from the dungeon too. Oh yeah, we got some shades of dead folk to come I, and, and eat I know, our fucking I understand, food. I understand it's a hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy yeah. kind of reference. I get it, but still, it's fucking stupid. I hate it. We're going. Isn't that all that matters? <laughs> <laughs> as long as I can get a stiff drink when I fucking make landfall there, I don't give a damn. There you go. Yeah, it's like every time we go to do a hunt train, just stop in for Bev. <laughs> is that going to be our pit stop? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this fucking desolate bar that is like the oh, remnant of God, an extinguished society. Yeah, we're just fucking stopping there for casual coffee. Like, yeah, guys, remember when we came here and cried our fucking eyes out about all the dead people? Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Don't you love it? Ha ha. Sips tea. Like, what the fuck? Oh, I'm having some stronger than tea. Yeah, I'm having, dude, Long Island tea, if any kind of tea. What the fuck? Yeah. It's like it's you look around your like... gray. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> into into depression and darkness. Is it all, all the drinks are just like lyrics from the song? It's got the, the forge ahead. And <laughs> you, know, you know what they do, though? They build you up and they fucking crush you so well in this game, dude. They do it, they do it so well. Yeah. They have a really good... Emotional roller coaster where like sometimes you're really on the fucking rise and then you you get a you get a little bit to come down from it and I think that that's probably one of my one of the coolest things about the game is that like how they how they don't always slam you too hard with it but even at the very end they get you with like the here's all the despair you could possibly handle but remember hope is still there at the end yeah that roller coaster that definitely little, that little nugget of hope. Yeah, those, speaking of so roller, man, the big roller coaster for me, just going back to Endwalker, was definitely Moonbreed's parents. They're like, yeah, here are all these shitty shocker. fetch quests. Man, I lost it. I fucking <laughs> Here's all these shitty fetch quests before you do it, but now, man. goodbye. <laughs> yeah. And, and, the, and the fucking see breadcrumbs. It. Yeah. The breadcrumbs with Moonbreed's parents, like, the, the quest, once you get the uh, Charlene with the little girl who talks about Big Mooney, I'm like, and then... Them talking about like, hey, Mubrita's parents are here. You want to go see him? Uh, like, oh, uh, Rianche? I'm like, uh, here it comes. Uh, Big payoffs. All right. Well, either way, mm-hmm. six point two gonna be steep with the Final Fantasy four references, with the Void references, and of course the Pandemonium references. We will have some other little tidbits as well. Um, we're not really sure about the lore of the Criterion dungeons, or I guess technically the Criterions are like bonus difficulties. So of the, uh, of the, what was the, the original name? Not the Criterion? What was it? Uh, the, uh, fuck, they, see, can't. the thing is they totally called them Criterion for months before they came out, and now they changed Variant. And then we found out that Criterion's just the hardest difficulty, right? Variant. Yeah, the two Variant. hardest. Yeah, Variant. Variant, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, we don't really know how those are going to dive in because we know we'll be taking a character through with multiple endings. So there's uh, there's other little tidbits. Not to mention the Sildeen. Honestly, you know the only place we really get much Sildeen lore prior to this? Hildebrand. Yeah. Go figure. Hey, what do you think about them? <laughs> Maybe it's tied in. What do you think about them locking the relics behind that? It takes like two hours to do, so I don't yeah, give a shit. Yeah, that's what I'm told, that if you, actually, if you don't actually care about it and you just like want to skip through it, it's so fucking fast. 
Yeah, it's it's not a, it's it's far it's less verbose. Good. It seems hilarious. Yeah, but yeah. It's, yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah, it's two hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very quick. So it's not. I don't yeah. think it's as big. I don't think it's as big a deal as having three twenty four mans and all the text that comes with Evilise. As much as I love the story and all that, there, I think that's a bigger hurdle than Hildebrand is personally. I would agree. I would agree. And you can solo three of them and like do it the last one with like two or three people. The Ivelisse things? No, the Hildebrand, because there's a bunch oh, of trials in Hildebrand, but most of them can be unsynced. And the last one can be unsynced, but it takes a couple people. Mm-hmm. I think you fight... What's the red guy's name again? Gilgamesh. Yeah, don't you fight him? Yeah, He's that's yeah, yeah, that's Greg. one. That's one of them. Greg. Yeah, Greg. Oh, Greg. No, not that old Greg. Not old, Very not different old. Greg. Very different Greg. Yeah. yeah no. <laughs> the guy in red, that's... Man... You should play Final Fantasies. <laughs> the guy red in shirt. red is is the shirt guy. Yeah, <laughs> that's, can, that's the very explanation for Gilgamesh. Red shirt guy. <laughs> no, different red shirt guy. Different one. No, we've got different ones for all those. Okay, well, uh, we have had a, a wonderful talk of uh, many emotions regarding the story today. Uh, we're a little bit over time. Don't worry. That is A-OK. That normally happens with lore shows. It's uh, kind of to be yeah. expected. Um, but I'm going to start moving us towards the end here. No pun intended. Is there anything in particular that you feel like you need to get off your chest lore-wise while you have mm-hmm. the spotlight, while you have the, the floor. floor that we may not have touched upon? Use your words. I think Elidibus is underrated, dude. I think his ending is, like, underrated, and it made me cry so fucking hard. Like, uh, when he when he has the realization that he can't remember who he's fighting for anymore, it just crushed me, dude. There was something about that moment of, like, man, your realization... A little bit? Uh, a little bit, dude. Dude, a little, little bit, a little, a, a little bit, dude. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The rains have cleared, and it's a beautiful day. But you're not here to see it. Ah, it's so sad, dude. It just, I think, uh, highly underrated. We didn't mention Elidibus. We Everyone always talks about Emmett Selk, but Elidibus is my boy. And, uh, that was big sad. Ah, uh, you know, it's one thing that I, I actually was glad that I called. I was like, oh, he's coming back in Endwalker. As soon as I saw him, I was like, oh yeah, he's trapped in the Crystal Tower. I was like, that did not click to me. Like, I did not realize as his ether floated up and went into the crystal tower. I didn't realize what that meant for a little while. So then when, when they have you go back at, at that point, I think Chad had explained it to me. Then I, then I got it, but I initially didn't understand that he was going to, that he was still present in there. So that was the whole point of like, we need a big fucking white aura site basically. So let's just use this. So, yeah. Cause there was the fear that because uh, we learned that white aura site is normally very, uh, Temperamental. It doesn't last for forever. It doesn't last for a long time, but the Crystal Tower being as big as it is, you know. Yeah. So I had a feeling Should he was fine. coming back. I didn't think he was going to send us 12,000 years into the past, but, you know. I did not either. I had no, dude. You know, you know, my chat kept so many things a secret for me, e- even, even with the amount of people that watched when I was doing the, the MSQ. Like, I didn't know Aglia was a thing. I had no idea. Like, up until the moment I unlocked it, they kept it a secret. I have no fucking idea, which just blew my mind that, that, that I, like, the whole Elpis thing, like, I'm standing there talking to this fucking 
And he's like, you need to go back. And I was like, what? Marty, you need to go back to the future. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? He's like, go. I was like, okay, cool. And then we arrive in Elpis, and my, my mind just, like, blown. Uh, I never would have expected that. Fucking crazy. The mods were insane as far as crushing spoilers. Yeah, they were they were good. Thank you, Ishikawa. Or yeah, Gigakawa. Gigakawa. Yeah, it was Gigakawa. <laughs> I yeah, just man. imagine the Giga chat Ishikawa. Yeah, there's a Gigakawa email, bro. You see, I don't have, no, I don't have it. Why did y'all fuel? Why did y'all fuel the community to make another meme? That's gonna be. It's amazing. It's gonna be up this afternoon. This evening. No, it already exists. <laughs> apparently, you just need seven TV editors. Or yeah. is it? Ten, I guess seven TV can use. It's. It's. it's yeah. I think it's through seven TV. Yeah. Oh, preach made it. There you go. Gigakawa. It's a good thing. I like it. All right. There you go. Thank you, preach's editor. We appreciate <laughs> you for Gigakawa. All right. Well, I'm glad we finally got to do a, a lore talk. Uh, like I said, it's been a hot minute since our, or the expert we normally bring on is, uh, moved on to bigger and better things, but I'm really glad we brought you on. Thanks. Yeah, yeah it was fun. It's, uh, it's always fun to have an opportunity to go on and just kind of talk about the thing that I love. So that's all yeah, we're here. That's all we're here for. I have you on again. Yes. Oh yeah, dude. I'm going to be freaking out. <laughs> oh God. I'm so excited for Abyssos and. Whatever the second wing of Agley is going to be called, I'm sure it's already someone figured it out already. But <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's an exciting time to be in the game because I think that it's really cool to see some of the really meaningful stories like being circled back on and, and included. So yeah, and I'm moving towards the next ones. Yeah, moving towards the next ones. It's always nice to have new things. So uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. It was a, it was a pleasure and an honor and. Uh, I, I appreciate that people are interested in, in hearing my thoughts, so well, thanks. No problem. Uh, we do have one other lore guest who is heavily requested, and uh, you may we may have both of you on at some point. Uh, oh. Moose we've never had on the show. <laughs> really? We've never had Moose yeah. on. No. Dang. Yeah, I know Moose. <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah. We got some we got some uh, some some synergy, some chemistry, the word. So yeah, that'd be cool. Yes, yeah, the day the day that show happens with you and Anonymous on at the same time, we wouldn't even need to be here. We would just be here. <laughs> like like we wouldn't say anything. We'd just let the two of y'all bounce ideas off each other and just we'd just be here with popcorn like the popcorn and referee outfits. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be that'd be back to your corner. Back to your corner. Awesome popcorn. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> we uh we haven't caught up I think since I finished Heaven's Ward. It's been a long time. Yeah, so he and I would, uh, yeah, that'd be, uh, someone in my chat said, Euphrosini and Thalia are the other two alliance names. Oh, yes, name. I've heard that before, yeah, so Aglaia is being based on, yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of like, um, so back when Heaven's Word came out with the Void Arc series, um, upon seeing, uh, upon seeing, uh, what's-his-face, Kuhulin, um, Ethis had determined the final raid would be Dunscaith. Because of the the whole the real life lore and history there, so um, it's very much the same with Aglaia, with it being tied to the uh, the other two the other two heavens. So That's sick, and it's this cool. yeah, it's 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 really nice to be able to to put things together like that very quickly. So good job, chat. <laughs> chat also seems to want Noble on, who I know is going through things right now. So. Yeah, have of... both of us on at the same time. That'll be that'll be. Do you do you, do you have a history with Noble? <laughs> <laughs> Differing theories. It sounds like. No, no, just 
Twitter is just poison for your mind. Oh, is it? This is, it sounds me. like some some Miztech and me shit. From for for me, Twitter is mind poison. So I don't go on Twitter anymore. <laughs> no, I mean we we not like a big history. No, we've had like little little spats. spats. I don't like you very much right now because you got early access to a book that doesn't release until tomorrow, <laughs> and that's and that's fucked up. <laughs> and you're on you're on. <laughs> You're tweeting, posting about it. You shouldn't even have access to that book right now. I'm pissed. I'm pissed. And then I got my book early anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good idea not to have the Twitter then. <laughs> yeah, no. See, no, for not. me and Miz, it's other people made shit up. That's what uh, it was. Hey, hey, at least, bro. Hey, look. When I got my book, I I, met, I DM'd the author, and I was like, "Hey, I got the book early. Do you are you okay if I read it?" And she's like, "Yes." She's like, "But only if you give me responses to." If you give me Twitter DMs of how of what you think of it, <laughs> and I was like, deal, <laughs> yes. So I just sat there, and in like seven hours, I just read the whole fucking book. And like the whole time, I'm just like tweeting, or I'm like, this is fucking insane. <laughs> so, but anyway, yeah, that, that's the only. There's no other real history besides besides. So, okay, because you I, you suggested having you both on the show, and I was like, oh. Yeah, no, I think it would actually be a good show if he would be if he'd be interested in doing it. I don't have anything against him. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe no, we might have we might have like an army of lore coming in the near future. Then that'd be cool. The lore art life that happens, we really won't be a part of the show. <laughs> we are really going to be witnesses. Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> mean like the jury just on the side, just kind of watching? <laughs> yeah, that's it. They'll yeah, just hit the gavel occasionally. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, but thanks for thanks for having me on, dude. It was really fun. Well, uh, we're since we're about to sign off, I'll do oh, sure, sponsors, yeah. and then you can tell everyone where they can find you at, what you're currently working on, what you have plans for the future. And then we'll do the same, and then we'll go to a very short post show so you can get on with your normally scheduled stream. Sound good? Sure, sounds good. Awesome. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to this week's episode of State of the Realm. As a reminder for our sponsor, SteelSeries is a sponsor. We have a discount code in the chat. And also, if you go to the YouTube video, there is a giveaway in the description. You can go to last week's. You can go to this one that comes out tomorrow. Either way works. If you're an audio listener, same deal. Uh, also, thank you to our sponsors over on Patreon. They don't get anything special for supporting the show. They just do it because they love us, and we love them back. Uh, it's just an option that is always there. And, of course, to HelloFresh, who uh, sponsors just my channel at the moment, but I'm giving them a free shout-out because why not? I've used them for two years even before they sponsored me. So it's like, what the fuck? Why not, right? I talk about them on the show anyway. So 16 free meals, three free gifts across seven boxes. If you use the discount code, that is in the command, exclamation mark, HelloFresh in the chat, and I'll include it in the YouTube video as well. With that, Pyro... The floor is yours once again, but this time to talk about what you're doing. Thanks. Yeah. I, uh, so right now I'm streaming Final Fantasy IV. Um, well, not right now, but like that's what I've been doing on my Twitch. I normally sign on and play uh, some 14 and then play some 4, and I plan to play 6 and 7 and probably 8 and 10 and a bunch of others in the future. So if you're interested in that, um, I stream at twitch.tv slash pyromancer. Uh, like I said at the start of the stream, you know, I'm reformed. <laughs> My stream is good vibes, dude. It's good energy. A lot of people have been saying that over the last couple months, and I've been working really hard to um, to make that the case. So if you're someone who's watched before and you're just not sure if you want to again, I, I would appreciate it if you gave me another chance. Um, uh, but if not, I understand. Uh, regardless of that, I do have a YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash pyromancer. Um, 
my editor, Gustavo, edits videos and puts them on there for me. He just put on an edit of uh, me watching and going over the 6.2 uh, patch, like live letter thing. And I've never got to do a live letter before. So that's a first for me. That was pretty exciting. Mm. Um, and then we just relaunched the, the Patreon for him, uh, just for Gustavo, because YouTube monetization sucks. And so we're just trying to make it more worth his while. So if you're interested in that, that doesn't go to me. It's all just to him, uh, just to fund the YouTube channel, which is the same thing, patreon.com slash pyromancer. But that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. I, I plan to do more lore videos in the future. I know people really, really want them. I just have this anxiety about doing them, honestly. And I just worry that they're not going to be good enough. So that's just a thing that I need to overcome and build some more confidence. So it is something I want to do. I'm just not quite there yet for people that are waiting for that. So that's it. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Consider this a preview of what may or may not come in the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really want to do an Aglia video. So so if this will give you a pretty good idea of what's going to be in that video <laughs> when I do it. So, Well, chat's already excited, so... Once you're excited, once you're feeling nice and comfy, they will they will wait and they will enjoy. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate the patience. All right, Sly, what do you got going on this weekend, my friend? Well, for that, thank you again, Pyro, for coming on. Uh, again, I watch your stuff and I know that you're a little hesitant about doing it, but people can see your passion. Like people just love lore, so I'm pretty sure if you if you just do it, I know. people will watch. People will, people will flock to you. So I'm go, I'm throwing you the Shia LaBeouf. Just do just, it. Like just do it. Just do it. Just fucking do it. All right, I will try. I will try. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate. But that. you, you. Uh, no problem. You can find me at Twitch.tv/sly, aka Gray Fox. You can find me on Twitter at Sly the Fox. Um, right now. Uh, Working through Uric Hill, which is a really weird, um, really weird visual novel. Um, Shin Megami Tensei Saturdays are back. We are doing Soul Hackers in anticipation of Soul Hackers 2. Um, and then waiting on like all the other shit to come out really soon. Dealfield Chronicles, uh, like all, like all the JRPGs that we saw this summer that are coming out soon. That. Um, I'm not doing live alive. Happy's doing that. Watch him. You know, he'll tell you about it. Um, but yeah, just a bunch of stuff. Uh, really, really hyped for Shin Megami Tensei Saturdays. I'm doing something special with it too, uh, where y'all can fuck with me while I'm playing. Um, <laughs> that's, that's pretty, that's pretty funny. Like, so I can do a, I, I have to do a strictly just protagonist run with no demons for a certain amount of time, or I can't talk to demons for a certain amount of time. It's fun. Uh, so feel free to fuck with me. Um, of course, Station WSLY, LunarCon is coming up. I will be playing at LunarCon. Uh, a bunch of people will be at LunarCon. Cool. So, uh, go to LunarCon. If you are, if you weren't planning on attending, go to LunarCon. Other than that, yeah, I'd still do Station WSLY every Saturday in radio form and in live form every first Saturday. Um, tonight is Allure. They're open. There's DC travel. So, if you if you want to just hang out, chill, listen to good music, and just vibe at at a at a nightclub in, on the ultras, go to Allure. It's that simple. Hope to see you there. Happy. What you doing? You can find me, Mister Happy One Two Two Seven, at all the places. Uh, 
it's, it's a hell of a game season right now. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise is still fresh on my mind, and obviously the free updates next month. Strangers of Paradise yep. had its first DLC on Wednesday, which we trekked through and managed to at least get the baseline of stuff done. Final Fantasy XIV is gearing up for its next patch, its next raid tier, and... Uh, of course, gotta be, gotta be all geared up for that. All, all mentally prepared for that. Uh, Live Alive came out today. I played through two of the chapters thus far and I need to get through that because Octopath Champions of the Continent is next week as well. And I've been looking forward to, I never thought Champions of the Continent Octopath Traveler was gonna happen in the West ever. So I'm very surprised to see that. Xenoblade 3 we're gonna give a shot. If I don't like it, I'm gonna drop it. I'm not making the same mistake I made with Xenoblade 2. But I'm hoping I like it. I have a good feeling, believe it or not, that I will like it after playing Xenoblade 1. So, fingers crossed on that front. Diofield Chronicles has a demo August 10th. Don't forget about that. Uh, and then, you know, then it's in prediction territory for 6.2. Like, live letter predictions are, you know, you know either the, thir- the 12th or the 19th of August, depending on whether it's the 23rd or the 30th for the patch, which... We still don't know yet. Although at the Moogle event, we can assume the 23rd for the patch because it's normally four weeks after. So, <sighs> busy season, busy season coming up. So excited. But with that, thank you again, Pyro. You said it a dozen times. Thank we'll you. say it a dozen more. Thanks. And uh, we're going to go into a very short post show. All I ask Pyro is just no talking for about 10 seconds so I can find it in the VOD. And then uh, audio will still be live, but you know we'll keep the post show super short, so I can actually eat this fucking rat. Sounds good. I'm gonna go to the bathroom. All right, you do that. That's the perfect way to be quiet for ten seconds. <laughs> go. All right, everyone. Thanks for hanging out. We will see you next week for I don't know yet, but we'll figure something out. <laughs> we'll come up with something. Don't worry. We got, we, we got this. We got this in the bag. So thanks for hanging out, and we'll see you guys next week. Until then, bye bye. Take care.